Well, I may have flipped the entire room around just to fuck with Dom for this one episode of the podcast, but we heard that gibberish, aren't we, Dom? Yep, we're here. The room doesn't look that much different, is that the weird thing? Uh, it's all the same components, but they've just been yeah. kind of shifted around a little bit, and uh, due to some technical issues, we are now recording directly on the PC. Uh, previously, we'd recorded on a laptop, I changed the file over, we moved some stuff around, but then we noticed we would have random uh, five-second drops. Of just audio, it'd be like normal wavelengths, blah blah blah, and then just random like five second chunks of nothing. And we actually caught the error last time because this has happened for two episodes. So mm. if you've noticed any weird edits, it's me trying to edit around completely missing audio of conversations. So if you're like, you never really got to that, there's a good chance if it's within the first hour of a podcast that I've uh, had to kind of creatively edit around a weird random drop in audio. Mm. But uh, we've, we're working now on, because the, the processor was apparently the issue, and I'm like, well, i3 in the laptop, i5 in the computer, I, I guess the computer's the best idea, so we're, we're kind of making the best of what we have at the moment. And I've uh, just, I got to one point, I was like, I'm already moving that over there. What if I just started randomly moving shit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's working so far, but I need to figure out what's going on down that end of the room. And uh, I need to order myself new cables because as much cables as I have, and there's a lot of cables. Yeah, there's a lot of cables here. Serious danger of tripping up, uh, and I need to organize shit, but I also need to find 10 meter Ethernet cables because ah. the five meters are like a foot short. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm holding the cable, like, come on, you're freaking beautiful. Stretch. And the problem is that, like, I can't take the power cables for the uh, router and put them to that end of like the couch which would be great because i could just use the cables to the xbox and the, the pc that's over there mm. that would work perfectly but no those cables are too short everything's just like a layer yeah, everything's, just, off. Yeah, everything's yeah. like half a, everything's just a bit too short here yeah. and we almost have problems with the pc as well uh i was listening to a random episode of like, your podcast and i was watching i think it was just uh, watching linus tech tips and i was like mm. oh watching about some new graphics card being kind of okay but under like over uh, priced for what you're getting oh. and then uh, all of a sudden I, like I hear something like something just kind of fades into your your kind of sense you're like what am I hearing like I don't have the Xbox isn't on it's not a fan from that it's definitely a fan it's got that like constant repetition mm. like, what the hell is this what's going on oh shit it's the PC and at this point <laughs> we were we're this is a uh, Wednesday we're recording on and I originally planned to do stuff on Sunday this was like uh, Friday night mm. it's like I hope Amazon delivers on Saturdays, dear God, please. <laughs> so I was taking out uh, the fan on Saturday and uh, s- screwing the new one into place and uh, was not expecting just to deal with having to, like, you know, normally when you buy stuff with, like, screws to attach it, yeah. it's, like, pre-cut, like, screwing holes. Yeah, there's, um, pre- there's like, pre-drilled Yeah, there's threads in there, yeah. Not in this fan. Not in this fan. Yeah, you use the screws, which to make aren't, the like, yeah, they're not, like, pointed either. You're just using the, tr- the th- kind of thread on the screw to cut through the plastic because it's just a little bit shorter. Oh, right. Like, it works and it's fine and it saves them a bit of work so it probably saves me a little bit of money for the price of the fan. Yeah. It's a good fucking fan. Like, it's yeah. completely silent for hours on end to, like, high-end gaming. Like, it doesn't make noise. That's why you're using it. Nice. <laughs> we deliberately chose a very quiet fan for this one. Um, it just reminded me of the worst shift that I ever had when I worked at Halfords. Yeah. Customer comes in, buys a £1,500 bike. Right. 1500 bucks. Like, brand spanking new boardman road bike yeah and they said right you've just passed all your because you had to do courses when you worked at halfords if you wanted to do anything related to building bikes everything but you had to do these courses yeah uh, i mean 
I'm I'm an idiot. I like I love learning. I always like people say, Oh, I fucking hate school. I love the process of learning shit. So I was happy to go through other courses. Just on the course that allowed me to build and inspect and service bikes. So they said to me, Dom, go and build that boardman. I went, Fucking yes. Because this was a big complicated machine. It was like, yeah. I had a. Uh, it's 15 grand. It's 1500 quid worth of bike. And there was like a computer that you had to wire into it that picked up the front and back wheels. Cool as fuck. Yeah. Love building this thing. Got all the complicated parts. No problem. Yeah. But when it came time to mounting the handlebars, it's this little bracket that you put four sort of screws on it, like Allen key bolt type things. All right. So I put three of them in. No problem. I put the one in the top left hand corner. Tightened it. I don't know if maybe tightened it a bit too tight or tightened it, or maybe the screw was just crappy and maybe had a bit of weakness. But I bolted it in, and when I was torquing them to make sure they weren't fall out, top left hand corner, torqued that, the thing snapped, oh. like <laughs> cleaned in the middle. I go and grab my manager. My manager just goes, "Fuck." Yeah. I went. We don't have anything to deal with that. I went. Well, what do we do? Do we just dig another back out? And they went. We can get dig another back out, but you might have to pay fifteen hundred pound for the bike that you broke. Oh. So eventually we managed to sand like drill a hole in the middle then force it out right but then we noticed that the threading was totally fucked yeah because the way it had been sitting the the, the screw itself would kind of cut the original threading so Ooh. we had to get this like re-threading machine and just like screw new like basically just drill a new hole in it yeah. a new threading in it eventually we got it back down the bike got put out on time but i won't <laughs> like it taught me a fucking lesson like yeah. if it sounds like it's going to break just leave it yeah. <laughs> don't fucking go too far there's a, there's a point of like you do hate learning or you don't no, I you, fucking you, love learning. you love learning but like there's two things that guys really get into when they're like just a little bit older not older but like our age when you're like 20s and you start like doing other things like for work people love learning shit that's relevant to their job oh yeah uh, people like to learn stuff that's slightly outside of it but still helpful yeah it's so, like first aid oh yeah yeah a lot of stuff like that is really enjoyable for guys in our age but also, people like learning. There's not an exam at the end. Oh, yeah. You notice that you're interested in history more? Uh, for me, I think I'm more interested in... Not so much history, because, I mean, I've never been interested... I've never been overly interested in history, but... Learning to see computer parts. Yeah. Learning more about how computers work. Endlessly fascinating to me now. Yeah. I mean, I always had a bit of an interest in it before, but now just kind of... Especially since my laptop is literally needing resuscitation every other week. Mm-hmm. I, I've been just... You know, enjoying the hell out of just digging into some, you know, online tutorials and just going, oh, I can do this and that will yeah. boost that. I fucking love to chill out. Yeah. But like, if you learn just something, and it's a lot of times those mechanical stuff, like if you just learn how to fix stuff and replace stuff or like repair things or make things better, a lot of guys seem to just kind of glue onto that. You know that yeah. We, like, I've found with a couple of guys at work who didn't really like history. We, like, all hated history in high school and sort of that. Mm. But then you get to like actually just enjoy history, like learn or like re- listen to people yeah. talk about history. Like it's a lot more enjoyable. Like now that I know, at the end of like a six week block, I'm not gonna get like a random quiz yeah. on like ran- like weird uh, Austro-Hungarian facts that yeah. built up to World War Two. Like, I think for I think for me, because I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna say I don't like read into history or anything like that. But there's been a certain times I was just thinking, I'd rather read for days on, you know the standards of living in Edo era Japan and historical shit like that. I'd rather read shit like that other or over crap that's happening just now. Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't care about current politics, but tell me what the Shogun were up to. I'm all in for that shit. Yeah. You want to take it out. You want to make it something that's irrelevant to you. So you can just learn something. Yeah. But like, I mean, you could say, oh, well, if you think about the connecting piece, no, like yeah. it's out of context of what yeah, we learn. You learn now. a lot of conversation stuff. Yeah. Like, Do you want to know what I was reading today? I read blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
I heard this thing about this thing and yeah, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. start conversations that don't descend into your, you and your friends having a four hour fucking debate over politics. I'm still pissed at the party thing from the last party episode. thing, yeah. Fucking annoys me. Well, guess what, dumb? It is about to get a whole lot worse. Oh, son of a bitch. I don't know if you saw this today, but Nicola Sturgeon has promised Indie Ref 2 by 2021. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. With the weird provision, if we leave the EU. I'm like, what does she know? Surely. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's by October 31st. The extension that I saw is October 31st yeah, for October. Brexit. And she's like, if. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's, it's happening, like, now. So your independence referendum was happening before 2021. Ha! Huh. Uh, kind of a weird, like it's a weird kind of slap in the face of like, yeah, if they ever get it fixed or whatever, we'll we'll step in and do our part if they get it fixed. Weird little backhand she mm, dropped in yeah. there as well. And Stur- then obviously, Sturgeon's up to her weird ways. Yeah, and you get the immediate barrage of pro SNP tweets and like people pro independence and stuff, and people saying they're going to jump ship from uh, nose to yes. And uh, then you get the Scottish Conservatives trying to get involved. Like, well, actually, we think this is divisive, and immediately go into that tweet and then just see the replies to that. <laughs> it's the most vile shit. Like it's the most vile, poli- like polite shit you've ever heard. People were just telling them to shut the fuck up. This is the most passive aggressive. Sir, I take on board your point, but you, sir, are a wank. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that this may seem wrong, but you're a cunt. <laughs> I understand democracy, and we must respect the vote of the people. But sir, go fuck yourself. <laughs> It's, it's, I, I saw that together. Another three fucking or two years yeah. at this point. It, it's never going to end. They're never going to get. They're never going to get to a, 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 an agreeable decision. People, I am trying to drink less. Drink <laughs> less. This I have is started drinking helping. more because <laughs> people assume that because I'm studying the law and I'm studying the European Union that they assume that I have some opinion on this. I, I come. In, I go out. I come out to house parties. I go out to you know drink to forget this bullshit yeah please don't make me talk about it unless i can bill you if i can bill you i will talk shop <laughs> <laughs> i will talk the nitty gritty motherfucker but no i don't want to do this here's what you do you say it's a consulting session ah, an yeah. educational sermon that you give to people <laughs> this is Charge my, le- this is my lecture circuit <laughs> yeah give a lecture, yeah, give a lecture. ted give talks it. motherfucker hit me up <laughs> <laughs> give it i pay me for half an hour where i just waffle on vaguely about the ear yeah when Dude. I just shit buzzwords. <laughs> like hard Brexit, soft Brexit, dirty jokes. <laughs> that's that's going to be my whole thing. I just stand there for the rest of like 29 minutes, just staring I, at them. I was going to just try and segue into, did you see anything with the, the Irish journalists? But only when go hard, like jokes, vague statements, dirty jokes. <laughs> then go, what about the Irish journalists? Irish journalists? No, I don't think I There was a, a woman that. shot uh, with a shotgun in the face, I think, uh, during riots in London there. Uh, so it was. It's weird that it's been that prominent. At the same time, we've had a massive bombing, like campaign almost, carried out in uh, Sri Lanka. I think it's Sri Lanka. Yeah, I think it's Sri Lanka. Um, where almost three hundred people have died, and it was carried out over the Easter weekend, and not a lot of people are covering it because there was one girl shot in the face in Ireland. I'm like, really? That's like, yes, that's bad. Yes, that's a tragedy. Yes, that's a callback to serious violence that happened in Britain's not so mm. dis- distant past. But there are 300 dead people in mass terrorist attacks on another continent. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Like, it's not a big deal. And even, I think even the government of Sri Lanka is saying, we have not handled this well. Mm, yeah. 
I think I know which one I want to hear a bit more, but I feel like because it's a journalist that was shot, mm. journalists are making a martyr out of their own person. Because they, they have a bad habit of doing that. Like, if you see a journalist get shot, you hear about it for three days. Yeah. At this point, it's been a week. Yeah, they kind of overplay it. See, when you said shooting there, I thought you were talking about the the shooting in Edinburgh. There was a shooting in Edinburgh? Yeah, it, you you know train spotting. Obviously, you're fucking Scottish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah sure. Bradley yeah. Welsh. Yeah, have Welsh, yeah, because we were like, oh, the Scottish star, Aye, Bradley, Bradley Welsh. Welsh. And you're like, huh? <laughs> it's like, uh, the guy was in train spotting too, apparently was shot outside his gym, his boxing gym. Yeah, it was, was apparently, he, it was related to some kind of, I don't know, it was related to some kind of intimidation that he'd done in the past. It was, uh, he had it, some ties, some connections or it, associations that were a bit I sketchy. I think it was something to do with the fact that he was trying to, it was something to do with firearms, he was, he was out there saying that firearms are still very prevalent in Scotland. I don't know. I don't really read into this. But as soon as they said Bradley Welsh, I thought, like, I thought Irvin Welsh because he wrote the train spotting book. So yeah. is it this guy that's been killed? I have no idea who this Bradley Welsh guy is, but still at the same time to think that it can still happen over here. Someone was shot in Scotland. That yeah. is a, for the Americans listening, that's a very rare occurrence yeah. here. Oh yeah. That is not how our kids go to school here. That was bad. I don't feel bad about it. It's a it's a joke, but it's a joke about the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the it's facts. <laughs> just a fact at this point. They're like we just don't have those since uh, there was the the massacre in Dunblane. Oh where, yeah, yeah. After that, down, we're not doing it anymore. There are occasional shootings. There's a few shootings in Ireland because of the troubles and people have access to some very sketchy firearms from the kind of or the following decade after those, and uh, there's. Not, I wouldn't say regular issues. It, it crops up every couple of years uh, due to you know, sectarian violence over there. But in Scotland, it just doesn't happen. So when you hear that somebody's been shot in Scotland, it's like, oh, wow, where, how? Like, if somebody, oh, someone was shot in Scotland and it was a hunting accident, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But that's just a statistical accident. It happens. But then to hear somebody was actually gunned down in Scotland, you're like, wow, that's uh, kind of terrifying in a weird way. Like, you just kind of hope that calms the fuck down and disappears. It, actually, this is an actual quote from the article that's saying Police Scotland confirmed on Thursday that the killing was being treated as a murder and reassured reassured the public that while shootings remain extremely rare in the Scottish capital, resources were being dedicated to the inquiry. That this just shows how much how how unprepared they were for this. Like shootings don't happen that often in Scotland. Yeah. To, to the fact that if ever. I mean let's not say that they're totally, you know, unheard of, but they still maybe one every forty years. Yeah. If even like, that, that's a totally fabricated statistic, but it's something along those lines. Yeah, it's, it's a very so once I've been Dunblane was 20 some almost 30, 25 years ago, yeah, at this point. So, one shooting, well, one intended shooting in 25 years, with the exception of probably some inevitable gun range accident or uh, an army training exercise gone horribly wrong, mm. you know, that's that those are the average Scottish statistics, not that surprising, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not totally up there, but um, you said that's just facts. You just reminded me of what we were something else that I seen on uh, YouTube recently, circulating around a certain actress by the name of Brie Larson and how her and Chris Hemsworth were not getting along during an interview. Okay, like you can tell that she's totally not into. Like, she has what I like to I like to call new girl syndrome because you've got it's Chris Hemsworth, Brie Larson, and Mark Ruffalo. Mark yeah. Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth, they're kind of bouncing off each other. They've been in the movie, they know each other. Yeah. Every time Brie Larson tries to talk, you can actually just hear Chris, Rem- Chris Hemsworth just going, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
And at one point, she tries to, you know, she tries to be funny. She's saying, oh, I do all my own stunts. She fucking doesn't. <laughs> and every single still that you see of her preparing to do a stunt scene, it's a completely different fucking woman. She does not do her own stunts. But uh, every time she's saying, oh, yeah, I do my own stunts. And she went, then Chris Hemsworth said, ah, Tom Cruise did it first. You want to be the next Tom Cruise? And she goes, I would like to be the first Brie Larson. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you just see them going, doing the kind of, the John, John, yeah, John Krasinski from the office just in that kind of looking at the camera going really yeah. it's just the curb your enthusiasm music just starts playing just like, dun, 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 like that. See, <laughs> the, the problem with that is with, with, with that lot I don't know if they're just doing that on purpose yeah I think there, there might be a bit of hazing in there but yeah. the way that she's been acting in interviews just thinking you're not doing yourself any favours here like just stop trying to be you know stop trying to say I'm doing this for all the women out there just no you're doing this like everyone else is doing it you're doing it for a fucking paycheck with a goddamn huge paycheck yeah you're I mean fair enough if you can use that paycheck to do some good with it if you can you know say to other people like oh they don't always have to be dudes let's make some female superheroes out there great message but when you say that this is your sole reason for doing it you kind of come across as a little bit pretentious yeah and that's the vibe that I'm getting from watching her in her in her videos in her interviews she's coming across as a bit pretentious and after talking to someone who watched her Netflix movie, The Unicorn Store. Yeah, that's one with uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson, yeah. yeah. It's, she does come across as very pretentious in that. She comes across as... The whole point of it is... I mean, from what I've seen in the trailer, I have not watched it. And quite frankly, from what I've seen online, I'm glad I haven't watched it. Because it's just like a pile of garbage. But uh, the whole point of it is, you know, no matter how old you get, never try, never lose that childhood, uh, that look of... Uh, that uh, That spark. Yeah, that you had as a child, like everything's just wondrous, and you just never lose that childhood dream. I think yeah. she wants to buy a unicorn, if I'm right. Yeah, she wants to buy a unicorn, or she wants to buy the materials to make a unicorn, or she wants to turn her house into a unicorn. I don't fucking know. <laughs> she <laughs> wants to turn her house into a unicorn. I don't know. I, I watched the trailer and I just thought this is not my type of movie. Yeah, I just thought, no, I, I'm not going to well, watch people it. People are learning lessons, and no one's doing kung fu. Yeah, <laughs> no one's doing kung fu. Where are the robots? <laughs> <laughs> I see. No lasers, sir. Excuse no me. lasers. Where are the angry Japanese alien men that fire beams at their hands? I am not watching this. A good day, sir. <laughs> we are done here. <laughs> where, where, where are the Saiyans? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't feel good about that pun. You shouldn't. Yeah, I've been watching Argic on stream and he's been hitting up the puns one after the other. He goes with like dad level tier puns. Yeah, he, it's he like does. ridiculous. I'm telling you, it's something about being an uncle, you get secondary dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's got all the dad jokes that they're actually too afraid to say filter down to you and just like, yeah, I'm going to say that. See what happens. Yeah. It never goes well. <laughs> it, no, no nah, you're not supposed to. You're you're not, there's a reason why they're called dad jokes. You need to be a dad to make them. If you're not a dad, it's just, it just looks weird. Or that your child is now gone. And you're like, I remember my children. <laughs> I was going to ask you about with uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah. This is recorded on 24th of April. Yeah. Finally enough, it comes out on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday. Thursday. Thursday for us. Thursday this is Wednesday, 24th. All right. Australia's had the release. Apparently I think I'm going to see it on Friday. I'm going to see it on Friday yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Fogart? Yeah, Fogart. Yeah. yeah what, what time? Uh, shit. Like 7 o'clock. Ooh, 5 p.m. Ooh, I'm coming out there. Well, actually, you'll, you'll it's be a theatre film. I'll, be, I'll you'll be in there for an hour. Yeah, I'll, I'll text you. And be like, hey, yeah, get ready for this. <laughs> uh, yours is at five. Uh, we're going at seven. So every yeah. chance that, yeah, uh, you you'll still have an hour left to go. I'll be just heading in. Yeah, uh, run about the hour left mark on yours. Yeah, so I'll come out an hour later and just text you all the spoilers. <laughs> and just hope your phone's still on. You just go, oh shit. Oh, so geez. for that, I was wondering for the podcast. I get the feeling we're going to talk about it. Yeah, so just oh, a little bit. Yeah, probably. Um, do you want to do a separate episode? 
I think we I think we need to. I think we put it in a little bubble and just say, ladies and gentlemen, this is the spoiler episode. Yeah. You don't want to hear spoilers, kindly fuck off. Yeah, this we I think we do the end game episode as its own separate separate episode because we're gonna to want to talk about it at a decent length. We're probably gonna get in a bit of spoilers. Yeah. So yeah, I think we do. Well, I think we do it to have the spoilers. Yeah, and we, we do, can maybe we do drop a little th- thumbs up to it in the main episode yeah. or whatever we do. But uh, we do need, I think it needs its own little space. Yeah. So that we can just talk freely about it and have nobody say, we need to boil it for me. And I'm like, oh, well done. It takes us a week to pick out the episode. You've had a week. Fuck off. (laughs) To be fair, yeah. If if it's been a certain amount of time and you haven't seen it, I do not feel guilty about spoilers. But yeah, I think for Endgame, I think a lot of people are going to take the time to go and see it. So yeah. Yeah. Another thing we're talking about was uh, Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it. You you haven't started it? I haven't started it. Uh, I usually, I'm waiting for a now TV password. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I, I actually, my original connections, they, they don't do that no more. They're at the game. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it was it was a shared partnership. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Virgin Media had them. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we noticed that you exist in multiple voices at the same time. How is that? I just got, uh, a, I just got a Facebook message from them saying, yeah, I, I don't I don't download them anymore. <laughs> went, why? And they just sent me screenshots. I'm like, this is why. I was like, Fair. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll allow that one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... I've started it, uh, up to episode two. Um, definitely not going to spoil it for you, but I, I, I had a thought about once this is all done. Once Hodor takes Iron Throne, boom, spoil. <laughs> uh, how how up to date are you? <laughs> 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 I have some bad news, sir. No, I know, I know, he, he passed away. Okay, Aaron's, good. Aaron's dead. <laughs> Hodor comes back, takes Iron Throne as the new Night King. <laughs> <laughs> Still, all I can say is Hodor, and this deep kind of bass boosted voice is just Hodor. <laughs> the red keep just shakes. <laughs> Hodor. Oh my god! <laughs> the dragons are current. Just going, it's King Hodor. I uh, be a- no. I'm, I think I'm up to. You should be ready to start season. Yeah, I think the last episode that I seen was the very last episode of season seven. Yeah. So John should- and Danny boning. Yeah, on the boat. <laughs> yeah, when you're just sitting thinking... Ride those waves all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> uh, knowing what the audience knows, you're just sitting thinking, aye, you can't do that. That's your you, auntie. You, yeah. But then again, you're thinking, this is a George R. R. Martin written... Well, I suppose this isn't technically real spoiler. It is a spoiler for Game of Thrones. Season 8, if you haven't caught up all the way, it's not going to be a spoiler for you because, as you say, as the audience, you already know what we're about to talk about yeah. is the fact that John. And Danny are related. Technically, Danny is his uncle. Or aunt, sorry. If you think about it. I said Danny there and confused myself. I was like, Danny, therefore a boy, therefore uncle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Daenerys is technically his aunt. And yeah. I'm like, oh, awkward. Um, then you remember you're watching Game of Thrones. You're like, yeah, oh, they the, fuck the, all the time. Oh, the Targaryens. They're worse than the Lannisters. <laughs> we just haven't seen it on camera yet. Yeah. Um, so we have that. Um, now characters in the show now. Now they've now uh, people have told John, hmm. and John has told Daenerys, and no one's first response is "Ooh, I'm fucking my aunt." <laughs> <laughs> no one has responded with that. Nobody has went, "Oh no." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody's like, "I need to see a priest." <laughs> <laughs> no one just buttons up to the top button, just goes, "No." <laughs> Awkward. Nobody's reaction to that. It is always to do with the throne. It is 110% to do with the throwing up. Wow, you people are committed. <laughs> do you think afterwards they just kind of go, wait, hold on a minute. 
She's your aunt, dude. <laughs> Fuck the Iron Throne. <laughs> the people who know aren't having that conversation. The people who are being told are not having that reaction. No one is discussing the fact that someone is fucking their aunt in Westeros. Maybe that's just the kind of par for the course thing. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's based on just so yeah, accepted. Well, the thing is, it's based on uh, medieval Britain. Yeah, and medieval Britain had a serious incest problem, hence people with weak chins. That's just a thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that is just something that happened at the time, and now we know better. Um, but it is still strange to have nobody just kind of click those things into place and say, oh yeah, this is bad, like yeah. really bad. You're not going to get Jon Snow stop, stopping midway, just going, we need to stop. I've, had a, <laughs> I've grown a conscience. Let's, let's be honest, nobody is quitting that. I am no. sorry, nobody yeah, is Amelia quitting that. is ridiculous. Yes. Um, Although, one important thing that I did learn from watching Game of Thrones was the, the separation between actor and character, which is a lesson I think a lot of people need to learn, especially surrounding certain events like the, the manana thing and the i all oh, right you're events. taking it to there i was yeah, like i mean I was like, related to what character like i can't think of anybody like when, you see, issue. when you see daenerys played by amelia clark you're just thinking like, this is daenerys she's stern this, this kind of like she is she's a queen that like, she presents herself then you see amelia clark and she's just this kind of like, bubbly little yeah. imp thing you're like all oh, right that's that's what amelia clark she, is really she's like. a successful woman in her mid-20s yeah, she's, <laughs> she's happy with she's her life fucking extremely happy and she looks like looking at you you'd assume you're some kind of teacher you're a very young teacher <laughs> you've got that look about you you're too happy all the time yeah then you watch Daenerys and you're like okay yeah she's a stone cold bitch <laughs> she's stone cold like, yeah yeah that's where I kind of learned the whole separate the whole character thing but yeah uh, going back to Game of Thrones I will try and because the episodes are building up and they're getting fucking long I think the next episode is going to be 90 minutes yeah the next one's going to be the battle for Winterfell which was apparently quoted as being uh, as like the battle itself will be as long and more technically involved than the battle for Helm's Deep in the Two Towers. Shit. Which, if I may say so, holy fuck, you're yeah. setting that bar high, but after Battle of the Bastards, I really think they can pull that one off. Yeah, Battle of the Bastards was great. Battle of the Bastards was one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't like I didn't enjoy going through it the first time because I had no idea what was going to happen, mm. but when you know what happens at the end, you can then go back and enjoy it again. Oh, yeah. And once you get to enjoy it, from a technical point of view, you're like, this thing is amazing. How the fuck did you people do it? Uh, Not even just from a technical view, just from a view of, I mean, when you watch fantasy things, everything's well choreographed, well scripted. The Battle of the Bastards was just down and brutal. Yeah. There was just, there was no fancy sword play. It was just a, like, shank, like, I'll punch you in the chin, that kind of thing. It was just a use whatever's around you type battle. It's what Game of Thrones has always done well, and that's why when it came to one scene, I think it was season six, where, uh, Oh, I'm going to forget all what names there. Sir Bronn and Jamie Lannister go over to uh, a foreign country. Uh, oh, is it the caravan when they're taking the hold of gold? Or is that, that that's season seven? Yeah, that's season seven. I'm talking about when they're uh, on, they have to sail to the land where the, oh, shit, the Viper yeah, comes from. That's uh, Bravos? No. Or is it Dorn? Dorn, yeah. yeah they, the, they sail to Dorn yeah. and meet with the prince there. Uh, that's because they're trying to stash yeah. uh, Marcella. That's where they have one fancy laddie da like flaring swords fight and it's the shittest fight in the entire thing mostly because yeah. you can see the actors in the background kind of faking hits for the out of focus camera yeah. but because it's game of thrones it's filmed on 4k like ultra high def cameras, <laughs> ultra high def cameras. you can still see them kind of not hitting anything like they're just kind of flailing their arms around pretending they're fighting with swords but then you get to every other fight it's just people stabbing people at short range with daggers yeah 
and it's amazing. But what I wanted to ask you about was a other question we gave to us. If you've not watched it, can I ask questions? Yeah. With Avengers Endgame shot on any other seasons, but no, season eight. Um, <laughs> season eight and Mortal Kombat eleven proper are going to be my treat post-exam yeah i'm just gonna binge watch the full thing i'm gonna play mortal kombat 11 to my fucking thumbs fall off but with avengers endgame game of thrones wrapping up yeah okay this is the end this is the, even if avengers continues we'll get more game of thrones property this is the end of these titles these series these big geek explosions that we've had recently yeah how do you feel about the power vacuum coming afterwards because uh, well Marvel isn't done by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. They've but this, finished this the is the Infinity end of saga. the Avengers. Yeah. Like, as we know it, I think. I yeah, don't know what's going to happen, but I yeah. think this is the end we'll of the We'll find it on Friday for definite, but they've stated that uh, this is finishing phase three. Make no mistake, they've. I think Kevin Feige was on, they did an interview with Empire Magazine or some big media magazine saying that he's planned up to phase five. Okay. Phase four has been rewritten to include the Fox guys. Good. So, Good. I'm personally fucking jazzed about that. One of my favourite Marvel superheroes is Wolverine, so I'm interested to see what the mainline Marvel guys do with it. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, Hugh Jackman's not coming back, but to be fair, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is probably one of the best parts of the Fox Marvel Universe. It's so good, it can stand aside from everything else yeah. and be amazing. Yeah, and I think Dark Phoenix, the new X-Men movie, yeah, is going to be nowhere near as good. Really? Yeah, I just I just think none of the actors look bothered about it. Have you seen? Uh, I saw the trailer for it. Jennifer Lawrence in it. She looks like she's just there for a fucking. She's paycheck. been cashed out for a while though. Yeah, she she's was done. she was done at not Apocalypse. The one before that, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Yeah. She was like, I'm done. She, I think at one point she's like, I'm never putting on that fucking rubber suit again. Yeah, because remember, um, if you watch the bloopers for Apocalypse, yeah. every blooper of her she's going, can we go lunch now? <laughs> you're so checked out with this movie but there's more of that in uh, Dark Phoenix you're just, think, you're just thinking uh, Sophie Turner as uh, Jean Grey fair enough she might look the part but she's probably one of the worst parts of those movies because yeah. she's not great with the American accent I just haven't enjoyed the, the X-Men movies for a while yeah I think post Logan I mean Logan was just so fucking good nothing else can come up to it yeah. Apocalypse was okay but I would have I liked really more. That movie. I think it, I would have liked more of the '90s cartoon version of Apocalypse, that hammy overacting villain. I would have liked more of that. I think compared to Oscar Isaac's, just we will tear down man's world and we will build a better one with like a hundred layers of synth over it. Yeah, with just a boom, yeah, the Godzilla noise or the Inception noise over the top of it. No, just his his voice was so modulated; it yeah. sounded horrific. Like you it could was see, not, you hear it just it was cracking not the computer that they tried to like up it on. And I, I just watched that movie. I was like, I just don't no. care. Like, I think for me, after X Men Three: Last Stand, I was just done with that franchise. I was like, give me new stuff. Give me the characters that I actually want to be. Yeah, full and, reboot this thing or don't yeah, bother. Yeah, give me Gambit. Give me proper Rogue, not this weird. Have we had Gambit yet? No, we haven't. We've had, had Gambit. no Gambit in any form. And no. Gambit was the. Th- I remember there at one point. Oh, we're doing it. We're doing a Gambit. Yeah, movie. with Channing Tatum. Yeah, he was meant to be Gambit. I was like, ooh, what I we got? Because like, I used to. I used to read a lot of uh, uh, comics back in the day. Like, I used to buy a lot of comics. Um, and I, I read, one of the series that I read religiously was Wolverine and Gambit because it was so fucking good. Yeah. And even in Marvel vs. Capcom, one, no, it wasn't in three. I, I, would say, I would say two, but I fucking hate Marvel vs. Capcom too. I don't care what anybody says. No, it's the best fighting game ever. Fuck you, it's terrible. But in Marvel vs. Capcom one, my team was Wolverine and Gambit. Yeah. And I stuck with that team for quite a long time. I've read a lot of Gambit stuff when I was younger. I had Gambit toys, the X-Men 90s show. 
second best character next to Wolverine. Aye, let's say second best character, because then third for me it was Cyclops. Don't know why people hate Cyclops. I've always liked him. I was just about to bash Cyclops, I'm not going to lie. I don't know why. I, I just... mean, lately uh, lately he's been hit with the villain stick. People are just like, you are now, or people in Marvel are just, you are now the villain. But my gripes on the current state of the Marvel comics writing staff could fill an entire episode. But uh, I always liked Cyclops, but Gambit has always been my favourite character, one of my favourite characters in the X-Men, even in the larger Marvel universe. And to see that they were finally going to bring a Gambit movie out, I was like, yes, let's fucking happen. And that was, what, five years ago? Yeah, that's Pete Channing Tatum. That's yeah. like perfect star power to just kind of push that up into the next level. Yeah. And then we got Gambit in X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is not as bad a movie as people say it is. I kind of liked X-Men Origins Wolverine. I don't think I've seen it. It's with Deadpool with the mouth so shut. That's the worst part of that movie. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, right. it's all right. Not, yeah. I mean, it's not fantastic. It's not Logan, <laughs> but uh, I don't think anything in that series can be Logan. It's not, not a bad movie, but Gambit was just... Oh, he's there. Oh, wait, no, he's finished. Son of a bitch. We got five minutes of Gambit. Yeah. So yeah, it's always been this thing that fans have wanted, but they've never done. Mm. So it'd be cool to see a Gambit movie soon, but I think it'll be the mainland Marvel guys that do it. Yeah. Or that they commission another sector, another part of the Marvel Cinematic crew to do. Yeah. Just I was thinking about the whole, like, the last time we had a nerd boom this big was Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. And then in the vacuum that followed was Twilight. Oh, fuck, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, Wait, like did we get Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings at the same time? Or was it kind of Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter? Uh, hmm. I think there might have been some overlap. I think it might have been Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like Harry, Harry Potter starts, goes on for like eight years, and then I think there's a couple of the Lord of the Rings movies there at the end. Mm. I think we might have got Return of the King just before the last couple of Harry Potter movies. Yeah. So I remember going to see one of the last Harry Potter movies in 2012, and I think we were long done with the Lord of the Rings series by then. But then, I mean, those just put those two together, it's huge nerd. Oh, yeah. And then following I mean, that, we had Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what's the kind of karmic retribution for, like, the last decade of great geekdom? Do you want to know what we genuinely... If following that kind of logic, we finish this phase, we finish the Infinity Saga, as it's been called, Mm. Like all, however many movies in the past three phases are all being dubbed the Infinity Saga. We finish the Infinity Saga. We finish Game of Thrones. The power vacuum gets filled by more crappy live action anime movies. More Ghost in the Shells. Actually, that's a shout. That really is a shout when you think about it. Because it's... anime itself is exploding. Oh yeah. Never been a bit. This season, Elite like... Battle Angel has yeah. almost cemented the fact that there's going to be more. Did you see that movie? No. I liked it. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm not saying I've, yeah. I'm not I'm not bashing it in any way, shape, or form, but yeah. I'm just saying that movie cements the fact that there's going to be more. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that one just gives you like a just enough of like the, the anime community has just enough of a kind of like I was okay reaction to that to say okay, yeah, they have the a nerds are now. Now we get the general public involved. Yeah, and there's now a massive backlog of shows that were great. Yeah, I mean we're now getting. I mean this is this is all confirmed properties that we're getting. We're getting. Live action Cowboy Bebop. We're getting. I'm up for that one. Live action Mobile Suit Gundam. That's terrifying. The original series. With like Hero? No, the original series with Amaro. We're talking the one that. Oh, God. I think this might have came out in the 70s, might even be the 60s. This is an old show. I'm up for it if they stick with. They have to go with. Don't Michael Bay this fucker, right? Do not make everything like. I don't want to see every gear. I want the obvious. Plastic boxy designs. Yeah, I want, I want that bullshit back. I want that. Yeah, 
I mean, I would kind of dig maybe a bit of technical detail, but I don't want to see the gears. I maybe just want to see a couple of extra lines or something down the arm, yeah. just to make it look a bit more believable. But I don't want to see the interlocking parts of his face mask. I don't want to see the little gears and yeah. parts that make up the V fin. I just want to see, like you said, the, the design, the original design, like yeah. what it took. Look at like I, I just finished uh, Iron Blooded Orphans season two. Yeah. Like I've now wrapped up that. Good. So good. Oh my god. I saw people bashing it and I'm like, what, Dude, what the fuck are you people you? on about? What is wrong with you? <laughs> this is everything we thought Gundam was when we were kids yeah. and they made it real and made it look amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, I still like but Gundam one, is, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, those designs are overcomplicated for what you, if you're going yeah. Gundam, that's too complicated. Oh, yeah. That's Michael Bay Gundam. Yeah. If you, I want you to take it right back to like basic drawings of blocks, but yeah. CG, like 3D CGI. Yeah. And that's uh, incidentally that was probably one of the best parts of Ready Player One when you see the the live action Gundam from the original series. Yeah, if there's something like that, that'd be fine because it wasn't overly complicated. It was literally let's take the original design, we'll do some stuff to it to make it look a bit more real. Maybe add a couple more, you know, different black lines, make it a bit more less boxy around the arms, but let's keep it still blocky around the torso. Yeah. Let's keep the head exactly the same. Let's not do anything like that, and it worked. Let's just say Ready Player One is the biggest pile of garbage that I've ever fucking watched. It's a goddamn <laughs> awful movie, and anyone that can. But they put a half decent Gundam in there, so oh, they put a really good gun. Like the best part of the movie is watching all the uh, watching all the cameos because at one point they go into a bar and you're like, "Oh, there's Chun Li. There's a uh, Jade from Mortal Kombat. There's Goro. Was that fucking Mario? What the hell?" You yeah. see all these like other different video game characters walking past. Like, oh, there's Tracer from Overwatch. Like, but that is the whole movie. Yeah, like at one point they're doing the final battle scene. It's like, and there's the battle toads. There's Fulgore from Killer Instinct. That's a deep cut that I know you will not get. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you play the real replay game, Killer Instinct's on there. It's a fantastic game. It takes no skill. Okay, it's all auto combo. So you just hit X four times. That's you've done about twenty percent of the health. It's great. Comes in my Twitch stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Killer Instinct's a great game. But that was the best part of Ready Player One. Just yeah. seeing all the references, and then at the end, the Gundam fights Mecha Godzilla. Like, holy shit! This is what I sat through this entire bullshit movie for. <laughs> it's not worth it, but you might enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's going to be the next thing. In a post-Game of Thrones, Phase 3, Avengers, World, we're going to get more live-action anime movies. Some of them I'm looking forward to. Like yeah. Live-action Gundam. Uh, t- if it is true, Taika Waititi's Akira. I yeah. could be on board for that. I mean, we're so more terrified so than- of Akira. We're like, oh my god, they're going to do it. They're yeah. going to do bad things to the Akira. Taika Waititi's director. Yeah, because that was exactly my, my thing. I was like, no, Akira's my favourite movie of all time. It's fantastic. The Ragnarok guy. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he can do good with it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's going to terrify me. But if if they do it right, they do it justice. If they get a proper fan of the, the source material and they direct it, I think that passion will kind of shine through. More so than I think we would get if, just say, Jordan Peele had actually said, yeah, I'll direct an Akira movie. Because... Was he on the running? Yeah. He was offered it. Huh. But he turned it down because he said, I just don't want to make that kind of movie. Yeah. And given what he said recently about him never casting a white lead in his movie... I did see him saying he was like, he wanted to cast more black leads than white. Yeah. Or more African-American, more African leads. Like, just take... Like use his positions of power as a director, producer. Yeah, to kind of put more to just put more black faces out there, and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. it's fine. But he was horribly misquoted as saying he would never ever cast a white lead. No, he's not stupid. He the, would never he do, say that. He would, he would say, Even if he thought that really loudly, yeah. he would never say that. Yeah. He would never catch that man slipping that hard. No, no, <laughs> that fast in an interview. He knows is coming. But uh, his version of Akira, I think 
Nah, I think he he's so good at writing horror films. Yeah, I think a movie like Akira would be a bit outside his wheelhouse. Yeah, I think it'd be a, it's a very good it's a very good thing that I think he just went nah, it's not my kind of deal. Yeah, and given how Get Out was and how Us has been getting reviewed, I'm happy for him to keep doing horror. Yeah, we need I, more yeah. comedy writers writing horror movies because still to watch Halloween, but there's a comedian that wrote that. Oh it yeah, was, it was pretty good. Uh, Get Out, fucking phenomenal movie, fucking yeah. great movie. Uh, Aye, we need more comedians writing horror movies. I want to see Us. I, I meant seeing the son about it. I think it was. I can't remember if it was like a Elite Battle Angel. I think they came out at the same time. Yeah, it was probably. one or the other. I was so, see something or I was going to see Us, and I went to see the something else, and now I can't remember what that film was. It was Captain Marvel. Ah, right. Yeah. That's what it was. It was like Captain mm-hmm. Marvel Us, and I'm like, I kind of need to see this for Avengers, and yeah, this yeah. is like my one chance to see a movie this month, so I'm going to go see yeah, that. Yeah, Marvel. Use it for my next time I go see a movie. But yeah, that will shit anime movies as replacements for you know, the, the karmic rebalancing of the yeah. universe. Yeah, I mean, I'm all happy for anime movies that are done well to take the place over more movies along the lines of you know Avatar or The Last Airbender and Dragon Ball Evolution. Those are the kind of animation adaptations that I do not want to happen. I get that yeah. people don't say that I, Avatar: The Last Airbender is an anime, but it's a fucking yeah. anime. It don't piss on my chips and tell me it's vinegar yeah. it is a fucking anime I immediately had the reaction of what if it's bad 40k movies what if somebody just decides to go oh, all in know. on games workshops Warhammer 40k universe and just go for it oh dude can you imagine the horror heresy but with all American actors it'd be <laughs> horrible oh no no just nah. just just Fulgrim not being a posh twat you like ah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do Kyphus Kane but with uh, the fuck, let's get uh, Zac Efron let's get Ted Bundy up in this piece <laughs> Drive me t- closer, dude. I want to hit him with my sword. <laughs> I want to see. I need to see that Ted Bundy thing. He did. Was that, is that on Netflix? I know I, they did the, the, think the documentary on it. I that think it's out in cinemas. I think it might be coming out in cinemas. Hmm. Because the part that I'd be looking forward to about that film is uh, the guy that played Sheldon playing the lawyer. I think that's the, probably one of the only parts of that movie they might be getting right. Did you watch the, the documentary? For, no, I've not watched the documentary yet. I, I, my recommendation for that was based purely on the courtroom scene you would not believe the shit that guy tried he had no idea who he was doing oh yeah we, we spoke about it before like the bit yeah. when he's talking about you know how did it did you see the breast all that shit when he's talking about the woman's like seeing the woman's <laughs> he wants more details i'm like dude you this is proving you did it yeah, put both hands on the table i don't want to know what you're doing with any hands on the table you sick son of a bitch it's like the fact that he tried to get the uh he tried to get a motion on the court to say we need to change the uh the, like what we're eating during yeah. the breaks because I'm sick of cheese sandwiches <laughs> dude you're a fucking zero killer <laughs> yeah, would you, you shut up so many women you will take what you are fucking given <laughs> you're lucky it's a sandwich you <laughs> should just be being fed slabs of cheese <laughs> <laughs> you just get water we're gonna keep you alive but that's it <laughs> fuck you but yeah I, I don't agree with that like let's let's make I think it's more so the fact that I don't like Zac Efron because I've watched a few episodes of, of it's always uh, sunny in Philadelphia yeah yeah there's a perfectly good Ted Bundy look like there get him in there get Zac Efron the fuck out of there the problem is he's already like <laughs> Glenn Harrington is already playing Ted Bundy he just doesn't we haven't seen him kill yet that's the thing <laughs> which is something we forgot to talk about uh, was it Star Wars trailer if we're going to talk about the great Ra- explosion Skywalker, yeah. and the inevitable implosion yeah Rise of the Skywalker um, sh- in my opinion it should be Star Wars Episode 9 Rise of the Skywalker and inverted commas, we're fixing the last fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, the part of my thing was I watched the trailer and I'm like, this is the most generic trailer I've ever seen. Oh yeah, this is just, it's happening. Just keep like, your, keep your eyes out. Suspense build, suspense build, action shot, suspense, yeah. action, and just uh, keep ramping up the action shots and yeah. the, the emotional gut punch of yeah. Daisy, uh, Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley, I would say Daisy Williamson. I'm thinking Maisie Williams from Game Maisie of Thrones. No, Daisy Ridley plays Ray. not working right now. This yeah. is not good. But so they, what happens when you've been drinking for four days straight? You can't prove that. <laughs> <laughs> You're conscious you've been drinking. Uh, actually, okay, now I'm really struggling to remember if I've been drinking. That's not good. That's really right. not good. But yeah, Daisy Ridley. Uh, yeah, Daisy Ridley just like kind of crying on Carrie Fisher's shoulder and you're like, that's a little mean. Like, putting that in there, just in case there was any criticism of the trailer, this is like the last footage of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Who, by the way, let's just point out, has been dead for two years. Yeah, that is... I was not ready for that stat when I looked at it because I was like, really, yeah. she's in the... When was she... Someone also pointed out that this year in cinema is going to be the last year that we're going to see footage of Carrie Fisher and Stan Lee. Yeah. Talk about gut punches. I was not ready for that. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not emotionally ready to deal with that. That's how we didn't talk about Captain Marvel was that they changed the Marvel intro to be for Stanley. Yeah. Of like, oh, just footage of his camera, like, classy fucking move. Yeah, I hope it's the same thing in Endgame. Yeah. I if it's it. not, I'd be I'd be yeah. outraged. Then but again, I've not seen any person on Twitter or Facebook or what have you just saying, why was it not the Stanley thing? So I can imagine it's still being in there. I, can, yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't put it in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than the end, in which you hear Emperor Palpatine's laugh at the cut to black... Mm. pretty generic yeah the fixing of the helmet and the, one thing I want them to in the movie I want them to sort this out but I don't want to see it in any trailers I want them to give some final fucking direction to Kylo Ren at one point he says always oh, pulled to the light said no he's back evil now he's now he is the main evil now he might be good again because like, the rise of the Skywalker implies three things or it could imply one of three things this is Kylo Ren becoming Ben Solo or Ben Skywalker now that yeah. Solo's gone. Or it's Rey, she's a Skywalker. Or there's some weird bullshit with Luke coming back. Mm. Personally, a lot of people are saying that Luke could come back in some kind of weird resurrection thing. But like, why would they bring Luke back? Oh yeah, that's why. J.J. Abrams didn't want him to die. <laughs> Rian, was it Rian, uh, Rian Johnson just came in. Why not kill him? Like, it could be an emotional gut punch, but then, nah, it didn't work. So yeah. I think they might be trying to figure out some way to bring Luke back uh-huh. even if they bring him back as a force ghost and have him have more fucking dialogue that'd be that'd be pretty cool I think we'd all be cool with that yeah but just he went out in such a bitch way he didn't really get much I dialogue I have the movie but just go for it I don't care uh, at one point he he taps into the force so much that he can basically project himself across the galaxy he basically taps into a level of the force that no one else could before this are you like, saying he has force speed force no not force speed force <laughs> he literally channels the force so much that he basically, not even his physical body, he projects a vision of himself halfway right. across the galaxy Okay. to fight Kylo Ren. And that freaks out Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's just like, fucking shoot him. And he sends it in this big massive barrage of lasers. And he's, obviously, because it's just a forced projection, nothing happens to him. So Kylo Ren tries to fight him and then realises that, oh, you're not actually here. Right. And that puts such a strain on Luke Skywalker's body that he basically becomes one with the Force. Okay. And I think, that's pretty cool, but at the same time, what I was looking forward to, and I get, I think what quite so a few people... So you're saying he forced himself out of existence. Yeah. <laughs> what I was looking forward to was, look, maybe becoming the Yoda. Just like, I'm going to stick around for a bit. I'm going to train you. And then 
maybe at this point I'll say my job is done. But it just kind of yeah. went, okay, you've got a lightsaber now. Later, bitch. Yeah, it kind of feels like they tried to do that because that was a good part of what yeah. the Star Wars was Yoda being there and just walking him through those stages and being like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. But I get a feeling we didn't see much of that in 8 from what I've heard because no. we've not seen 8. But it was just a case of here's the lightsaber, wave it around a bit. And no, then, it wasn't even a case of here's a lightsaber. It's like, you found my you found my lightsaber. You keep that one. Yeah, you keep, you're cool. I don't want it. He doesn't <laughs> even have his own lightsaber anymore. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. There's yeah. there so many things that they didn't explain about Luke in episode 8. I mean, how did he get there? I mean, you see the crashed X-Wing and the kind of rocks below the island that he's on. You don't, you don't see his lightsaber. He doesn't wear his Jedi robes. He just kind of lives in some weird hut that the denizens of that island have made. Like, yeah. Give us more backstory about Luke. We know about Rey. We're going to find out more about Rey. We've got another fucking movie to figure out more about Rey. Tell us why Luke is here. Why has he abandoned his, uh, the Jedi way? Other than he's just scared of his nephew. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, that was probably one of the better parts. Like, oh, right, he fucked up. That's why he's banished himself. He almost killed his nephew and he realised, you know, he wasn't in balance or whatever. Yeah. That was one of the better parts, but there was just so many... I mean, I'm going to stop stuff now, because we could get into more, but my problems with The Last Jedi, because I liked it. It was a good film, but not the greatest. I mean, ultimately a decent film, but there was just there was quite a few flaws to it. I'd still watch it at some point. I'm yeah. not going to say I'd watch it whenever it was on TV, because I know for a fact I fucking wouldn't, but yeah, I'd, I'd still watch it. How about the uh, Return of Billy D? Oh, it was fucking... Billy D is Lando, you're like, yeah. ooh, it's something. Was... Like, why wasn't Charlie Gambino there? And I'm like... Because it's Billy D at the age of 80. That's accurate yeah. to the canon. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... At one point, I was sitting watching it. I was like, oh, cool, Millennium Falcon. Billy D! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Because <laughs> I remember my brother was uh, lying sleeping. He'd just come back from work. And I was just sitting there going, cool, cool. Motherfucking Lando Calrissian! <laughs> Gordon just looked at What the fuck? Dude! What? Lando Calrissian's back in Star Wars? Cool. And then he went back to school. Cool, shut the fuck up, go to bed. <laughs> it was an audible jumping out of my chair, hands in the air. We got fucking Lando. Yeah, I'm up for this one. I, yeah. I, that that cameo one in the same way that just kind of the random appearances yeah. in like the, the earlier movies. Have you seen Soul? Just thinking about that. Uh, I don't think so. I'm starting to worry that I've not. It's, you probably haven't seen it because it was panned left, yeah. right and centre. But dude, really fucking good movie. Oh, yeah. uh, Paul Bettany plays a... Uh, one of the main bad guys in it, the guy who plays Vision. All right, yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of the main bad guys. Amelia Clark is in it. She's this kind of information broker. Really good character. Uh, the guy that got to play uh, Han Solo. I'm not going to say he's perfect, but I mean, he's pretty good at his role. But one of the best parts of the movie is Childish Gambino as uh, yeah. as uh, Lando Calrissian. He, he's pretty fucking good at it. He gets that weird kind of laugh that he has, that kind of... Yeah, the cocky kind of... He fucking yeah. gets it. And he actually has... In the Millennium Falcon, he actually has just a cupboard wardrobe thing for capes. Like, that's fucking <laughs> baller, man. But yeah, no, so it's a lot better than you think it is. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to... It's one of the things of... When the movie is just about to come out, yeah. I'll sit down and I'll get back into it because... I. I'm not going to watch like the, the spin-off films as they come out and when 8 was panned so bad, I didn't yeah. bother with the kind of build-up to watch it. Yeah. So I, don't, I wouldn't go back and watch shit just to prepare for a movie that's going to suck. Yeah, I, I totally get that. But Solo is is well worth a watch. I'd and say it's there's a Mandalorian good. series as well. Yeah, directed by John Favreau. Okay. <laughs> the guy that directed Iron Man 1 and 2. I mean, if you're going to try and start a franchise, he's probably the guy to go to. Yeah. But, you and know. he's directing The Lion King as well for Disney. Hmm. The live action Lion King. 
Yeah. Well, live action. Yeah, know. live action. The people are complaining about the fact the that non-cartoon. Like, look, I don't give a shit. <laughs> no one is that good to train actual lions and hyenas and fucking if whatever they the hell. That you get bit by lions. Yeah. Isn't John Oliver playing fucking Zazu or something? Yeah. Like if you think of the one person you would accept replacing Rowan yeah. Atkinson yeah. in a modern remake, it's pretty much John yeah. Oliver. I like his joke actually when he when he announced it. Uh, they put out the big poster about the cast, and it was like, "That's a like whoa and whoa and whoa." And he um, he started making jokes about it. He says, "Look, Isn't Donald Glover in that as well, isn't yeah. he? He's Simba. Yeah, he's Simba. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Beyonce as uh, the female line who I've forgotten as well. Uh, Don't look at me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> we shall call her wife bait. <laughs> oh, she's there. She's just there to look at Simba and go, "Yeah, you're going to marry this." You're gonna, I'm going to have that happy conclusion. And it was um, the, the only returning cast member had to be. <laughs> yeah, fucking James L. Jones. Nobody's just replacing that voice. Yeah. Um, but they, they had, he made jokes about the fact that, like, look, when you're a big, you've got, you're a British bloke with a big nose, just lean into it and it just <laughs> pops up into Zazu and you're like, oh yeah, he's voicing Zazu. <laughs> Fuck. But he's been making those jokes for about two years now and I'm like, when's this movie coming? Like, yeah, we need that. We kind of need that movie now. It's been know? a while, but Disney, are, they take their time with shit. Yeah. And they, the, they don't rush into things. Yeah. Did you see there was a footage of a Pixar animated cat? Ridiculous. No. Nonsense. I've never seen that. It's a cat stretching out in sunlight. Hmm. And like, it, obviously you see like it stretches out the muscles and then the, the kind of fur ripples. Yeah. And it's like every hair <laughs> caught in the sunlight. Oh, it's ridiculous. This is nonsense. <laughs> I mean, you seen what they did with, what was that movie with John Goodman, Billy Crystal, Monsters, Monsters Inc.? Yeah. Like, you know how John Goodman's character is the big sort of furry thing? They actually animated each individual hair. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. You wonder why Pixar movies take about eight years to come out. Yeah. The, I, I like the, the thing as well that they make a film and then, like, in certain things, focus on certain aspects of the product. Like, they, they want to make lifelike CGI mm. at a ridiculous, like, beyond the uncanny valley yeah. into a respectable, like, live action imitation. Mm. And they've started, like, they take projects on and do stuff. And in the meantime, train their staff on certain things. Yeah. Like, Toy Story was uh, to do clouds. I was oh. like, oh, okay. Like, and you go back, you look at the, the clouds in Toy Story, like, those are really good clouds. Like, yeah. especially when you think about it, when it was made. Like, Toy Story in general looks amazing for when it was oh, yeah. made. But you look at the clouds, you're like, holy fuck, that's a that good cloud. <laughs> One thing that always amazed me about uh, Pixar animation was the eyes. For mm, how big yeah. they are and how detailed they are. Like, dude, that is, that is scary. Like well, the collector in episode, or the second one, where he just, he's leaning in, like, and he gets oh, right yeah. up in with your face, and you can oh, see the guy every little detail. Cleaner. Yeah, oh, dude, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. him and the, like, the actual guy doing the collecting. Like, there's oh, yeah, like, like Big Al. Yeah. Big, Al's, oh, Big Al's chicken. Al's Toyburn, yeah. <laughs> Big Al's Toyburn, he's dressed up as a chicken, running around <laughs> the owner of his stuff. That was, that was at the Time kind of, for a Toy Story rewatch, is what we're saying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm, usually I would say, I'll get my niece and I'll go watch it. No, unabashedly, I'll watch Toy Story 1, too. Yeah. I don't know if I've watched three though because three three has a bad like leaves me with a bad memory because I watched it in the cinema. Quite a few people run about the same run about my age and every single one of them was bawling their eyes out. Yeah. All I got on the the drive home slash the McDonald's trip afterward because when you go to the cinema McDonald's is right there. Yeah. I'm thinking I need I need to recharge. I'm gonna go get a milkshake, and all I got after it was why didn't you cry at the, at the <laughs> final scene? I'm like it's sad, but I just I'm I'm not gonna cry over it. And then, but. It's Andy giving his toys away. He's giving Woody and Buzz away. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's sad, but yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna burst at greeting over a film. Then I went. He's doing something nice for the girl. Yeah, dude, I mean, it's passing the torch. I really dig that shit. That's a good fucking. That's a pride. A proud moment. Proud. Prideful yeah. moment. 
you're proud of Andy doing yeah, it. Like, dude, that is a fucking grown-up evolved moment. It makes everybody think, you know, giving up isn't such a bad thing. If you're passing it on, yeah. fair enough, it's not for you anymore, but other people can get the benefit of that. That's the positive message of that movie. Yeah. I turned to one of my friends who I knew for a fact. Like, yeah, he's not going to cry. He's going to be in the same way me. He's going to get the philosophy behind it. He's going to get the message behind it. I turned to him. He's crying like a fucking prom queen. <laughs> he's going, it's so sad the way. I'm like, dude, you're killing me. Why are you gasping? Why, why are you gasping? I, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. He was just, every time it was like, the little girl was so happy. I was like, dude, you're like, Yes, but you should be. It's like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a it's a it's a, it's a heartbreaking it's a, it's moment. It's a fucking hard hitting moment, but it is completely undercut with the scene not too long before where they accept fucking death. Yes, like that's why I didn't cry at that movie because I'm like, wait, hold on, they're grabbing hands, they're looking at each other, saying, "This is the end." No, oh, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> that one that that's harder. What I, I saw the end of it, I was like, honestly, like, did they, he just were they going to hell? Was the, the the furnace an allegory for hell? Yeah, that that that, that harder for me didn't like they give me the time. I was like, that's nice. Like the adventure continues with someone else. It's fine. It's not Andy. There's not much more we can do with Andy. Yeah, I mean, it's... it'd be weird if he was still playing with toys at the age of like twenty five. <laughs> he's sitting there at twenty eight. He's got a he's got a bib and a helmet on. Just going buzz like, yeah. <laughs> I graduated college and I'm a cowboy. <laughs> like, uh, Andy, he's what's wrong? The rocking horse going bang bang. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like they do the rocking horse because you know that like it'd be up to his shin, and then he'd have to, he's like kneeing himself in the chin. Just yeah, <laughs> I'm a cowboy. Yeah, mum, can't son. <laughs> yeah, no, but I yeah, but the, the the going to death scene was a lot harder. Like, yeah, hitting them for me, and I'm not gonna lie, Avengers Endgame. That one's gonna be tough. I'm gonna be sitting yeah. there going, "Yeah, I know." Like, what we, what we're doing here? Like, because that's the thing. I've noticed that I'm really bad for that. Uh, with like anime is getting really good at it as well. Fairy Tale does it really well. Uh, My Hero Academia does it phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. Hard, like really heavy duty music that we're very familiar with, like being consistent throughout the series. Mm-hmm. So like opening songs and uh, like Shonen's really good for it. Like they take the opening song, and they play it during boss fights. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit. This is like that's the oh shit, it's getting real moment. Yeah, prime example One Punch Man when he's fighting Boros. You yeah. have the One Punch song. Yeah. The opening song, yeah. But the like Fairy Tale does it a lot with uh, like uh, Dragon Roar and stuff like that. There's a lot of different tracks that they play and it's mm. consistent throughout the entire show. Yeah. So when they play it, you know it's going real. Like, and there was, there's, they did it recently with a character um, not dying, but giving up her power in exchange to save someone else. Mm. And she got the music despite not being a member of Fairy Tale. And you're like, that means so much. The music being played at yeah. that moment, you're like, oh wow, they really programmed that into me, didn't they? <laughs> they did a really good <laughs> it's job. It's now just entrenched in my head. Yeah, but when they, in my, my Hero Academia, they did the movie, they put one of the songs in there at the very end and it was like, whoa, it's like you're, you're white knuckling it just because of the music. You're like, yeah. this is this is it. There's no, and I get the feeling Avengers are going to do that. Like, we're going to get that kind of brass orchestral swell that, you know, the one that you hear every time the Avengers are all together on yeah. screen, that's going to play at some point. And I'm going to be like, oh no, <laughs> what what's going to happen? Because this is the end game. Yeah. Something has to end here. <laughs> yeah. And if someone gets hit in the face at the wrong time, when that music's playing, it's a death knell. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it everyone's damage doubles. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's health halves during that music. Every, we know that. It's just a fact. Yeah. It's, it's the double XP of... <laughs> Uh, speaking of shit that'll make me cry, uh, Violet Evergarden. Don't think you've watched any yeah, of that. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. The... It's one of the shows I love, and they've uh, said that there's a movie for January 10th, 2020. Okay. 
That's like that. I'm like, wow, January. I'm gonna have to wait all of eight months. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. Yeah, I can wait that. <laughs> Fine. Um, we can do that. Especially when they said there's gonna be a small uh, side story coming out, like in between now and then. Hmm. Yeah. Just to, no, I don't even know if it sets up the movie. It's just like, oh, we got other over. stuff we wanted to do. Yeah. It's coming out, so that'll be uh, great. Uh, it's, it's a weird one. Um, it'll be the small story is called Eternity and the Auto Memories Doll, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. What does that mean? Because <laughs> she's the Auto Memories Doll. Why is she contemplating forever? This is not okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one, I, I don't know when that's coming, but I mean, uh, the fact that it's only eight months away gives me plenty of time to just kind of rewatch the entire series and then just get absolutely like kicked in the throat by episode 10, I think it is. Oh, yeah. 10's the worst one. Somebody got to episode 9 and was like, man, that was really, that hit me hard. Don't think I can keep watching them. Like, that hit you hard. Oh boy, <laughs> you've got much more to go. Episode 10 is going to hit you tomorrow and you're going to cry. <laughs> Speaking of hard-taking anime that will probably make you cry for a different reason, you watched Ultraman, didn't you? I thought you were going to go with Blonde Punch Man because we've been watching season two of that as well. I've not been watching that. I've seen good things. If just... I can just throw out the recommendation, people were bitching about the season two trailer for One Punch Man. Yeah. Rightly so. It's a bad trailer. It's really badly cut. It, the whole, like, there's random cuts to black. It don't make sense. All right. There's nothing like that. I was watching good. this is crap. Who the fuck made this? Mm. And the usual thing happens with the anime community where they pause randomly throughout the video and look, look at this in-between frame. Like, you're not looking at a main keyframe of animation. You're looking at the, like, doodle between keyframes. Mm. That isn't an indicator of the quality of the animation. I hear nothing now that we're up to episode three. <laughs> and we've had two really good fights. Mm-hmm. Um, first one being uh, Genos versus uh, Speed of Sound Sonic. All right. Season season one? Yeah, I know Speed of Sound. Yeah. Uh, Speed Sound Sonic, for those of you who don't know, is a ultra fast ninja. Punching the balls. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good, It was the most detailed animation of someone's junk getting moved around yeah. by a fist. Like, Why did you put this much effort into yeah. someone's junk? It was so good, you kind of have that. Oh, uh. like, oh, you get the kind of cringe yeah. like, oh, from all the guys in the room. Uh, he's come back and he's now more determined than ever, but he doesn't realize that, yeah, he's been training really hard, but. So is everyone else. Yeah. Like, it's one thing that keeps like missing some people in certain shows. Yeah. Uh, but there's now no commentary about the animation after that fight because it's gorgeous. Yeah, I've seen a few things that people were saying, oh, there's a definite downgrade in animation, but then like, more people are seeing the fights and just going, oh, right, this is where the budget was. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, the walking scene wasn't the like focal point of the animation yeah. team's hard work this year. Yeah. Like, yes, it's not done by Studio Madhouse. Yes, the animation will change. Yes, it will change styles with the studios and the lead animators mm. not being involved anymore. But, it will still be a studio's best work because they saw what happened with season one and know that that's where the bar is. Yeah, that's the benchmark. And there was the fight between, uh, well, this week, episode three was uh, Tank Top Master. Literally, there are uh, there's a, a literal family of heroes that go around wearing tank tops. Yeah. And just to, like, there's <laughs> the, the first guy that gets the shit kicked out of him is a vegetarian tank top and he's just carrots on his t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and they all just walk up with like tank tops like, yeah, bro, big muscly hero, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And then it turns out they're fighting a kung fu master. Someone who's tra- like like One Punch Man has trained to the point of ridiculousness. Yeah. And uh, it's quite weird though because one, like Saitama is almost flawless. Hmm. Like he never, never seen him get beaten up with the exception of maybe the fight at the end yeah, of season you one. Get, you don't really see him take damage though. You see him yeah. getting thrown around by Boros, but you don't see yeah. him take physical damage. Uh, when you see this guy take, like this guy gets punched hmm. a lot. Like he takes some big hits to the face and you know, that's interesting that the show that it's almost like it's being showcased like this guy can take a punch so when one punch man shows up and he takes a punch 
It's not going to be that surprising. Hmm. Um, but he's been mastering various kung fu uh, arts, and he's like from early episodes is like, I go around just kicking the fuck out of dojos. You know, like you mean people at dojos? No dojos <laughs> the whole building i just, just punch the building <laughs> fight everybody i fight everyone the grandmaster the <laughs> punch the building as well fuck it i don't care um they they show him and then they bring in like tank top master and hit all his squad and uh they throw punches around for like half but he wrecks everything and what the worst scenes have done is uh one of the like karate masters pupils was recently told to fuck off he was mm-hmm. like look you're no longer part of my dojo. You're slipping. I don't care anymore. Get out. Yeah. But it's because he knows that uh, the, this killer is coming for the, the dojo and him. So he's hoping to save the student by kicking him out. The guy ends up going to find the killer to hope uh, to try and deal with him before he gets to the master. Not knowing that he is going to be destroyed. <laughs> um, and that kid hides in the bushes because he realizes what's going on. He's like, oh my God, he's going to actually kill everyone in the tank top bros. All 20 of them. Not a joke. All 20 of them. All 20 of the tank top Last I remember there was tank top tiger, tank top black hole. There's a lot more. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. But they all they all kind of show up and like confront them, like, we're going to kick the shit out of you because you're trying to kick the shit out of heroes. And they're like, he's like, okay, try it, bitch. <laughs> he then, they then just cut to the like the karate master hiding in the bushes while they play the sounds of them getting the shit kicked out of them. And there's a lot of wet meat noises and they're like, Oh no. <laughs> they come back to the two karate masters finding the scene the next morning. One guy's punched into a concrete wall. <laughs> Everyone else is just on the ground broken. <laughs> Including the student who apparently at one point says to get up and just give it a go. I mean, yeah, that guy wrecked 20, like, huge dudes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, you may as well give it a shot. Yeah. But uh, but your, your karate kick, that'll be the one to do it. <laughs> yes, the guy hit him with a fist the size of his chest, but your karate kick will do it, kid. <laughs> good luck <laughs> so that's i mean the the show itself has returned we're yeah. now we're now back into it um i'm finally looking forward to them getting to the episode with king because I, I, I did actually read the anime oh i did read the manga sorry fuck i said manga <laughs> i said the wrong thing I, you I actually read... you didn't also push up your glasses i've actually read the manga please <laughs> no, we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit we'll get to those motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. no i did read the manga but because uh a friend of mine said, oh, the show's great, but uh, read ahead a bit and uh, figure out some of the characters. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, cool, this character. So I'm expecting uh, King to show up because King's story is fucking hilarious. They've actually started King. King oh. is episode one. Yeah, really? Yeah, King. Nice. Well, they introdu- like they, well, he's been introduced before. Yeah, but now they actually give you character time. Yeah. Because yeah. his, his, the sort of character time, the focal point of his story is fucking funny. Yeah. He just, he's just there. They've already <laughs> revealed that he is a hero by accident. Yeah, he never meant to be a hero. He never meant to be the strongest, but he keeps just being yeah. in well, the right place at the right time, credited with all the victories. He doesn't actually like fighting. No, <laughs> the uh, the king engine that like they say they hear this pounding noise whenever the the king's about to fight. They call it the king engine. It's just his heart beating. Yeah, it's just his heart <laughs> just going. Oh shit, we're gonna die. <laughs> what you're actually hearing is the noise of cardiac arrest. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, that's episode fun. one. Just because really? he's now appearing. He's now friends with Saitama. Oh, cool. Like, they yeah, just hang out and play little, video games. Yeah. He gets his little squad. Yeah. He's, the, he's obsessed with video games. Like, he just sits there and, like, you'll have Saitama as well, who's just obsessed with He'll just sit there in the corner being like, unless he's, like, unless he has to go out to the shops, he just wants to sit there and play video games. Yeah. And occasionally he'll go out and do some hero stuff to, like, keep his rating like, up. keep his rep up. And he's just kind of like, no, 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 I don't care. And then King will come over and be like, dude, did you steal my game? <laughs> <laughs> you said you wouldn't do that. <laughs> did you take it? Yeah, I took your game. Sorry about that all right just give it back to me when you're done i also deleted your save file (laughs) (laughs) 
You what? <laughs> it's it's great. Like the the comedy is so rich in the show. Like it's it's just a little character moment yeah. between groups of not quite accidental geniuses, but accidental superheroes. Yeah, like, with the exception of Genos. Genos, who like, but Genos such is a fucking the, tryhard. Genos is a straight man. That's the like. His oh whole yeah, you shtick. need you need him. He needs yeah. to be the the Dan Aykroyd. But you need the comedic file for that one. <laughs> but he's he's coming on as well. Like he's. He had a key to commute moment in episode three as well. It was like, good for you, Janice. You yeah. finally, you're getting there. <laughs> you're softening up a bit. You're not a- it was by accident, but you made a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, but you, Ultraman. Ultraman. Yeah, Ultraman. The, the, so. the, 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 one Punch Man was a brief cameo. And I'm like, that was the last, like, that was 110% of my focus for the last five minutes. I wasn't supposed to be talking about it for that long. Uh, to be fair, after finishing watching Ultraman myself, I wouldn't want to devote that much time to it because... Uh, animation wise it's pretty good uh, yeah. fights pretty fucking awesome as well but at the same time characters you're just thinking I am not invested in any one of you I I have a great love for Studio Polygon because I've been watching their stuff for a while now and as I've said before with the Godzilla movies you see them go from strength to strength with each project Yeah, Ultraman is their next level mm. that is they're like going from like individual Marvel movies to Avengers yeah. Um, they've just made a lot of progress on their, their animation style. This is them with almost what seems like uncontrolled budget. Mm. In a way, like everything looks so much better than previous. Oh, yeah, everything stuff. looks clean. Um, it's, I, I did enjoy, there's not a lot of characters you say, like we were texting back and forth. And I, was, I think it was just giving you up. It's like, fuck this person. Ah, oh, fuck, they're at it again. Ah, oh, really, fuck this person again. Who the fuck is third person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the effeminate one is. <laughs> the effeminate one's an Ultraman too. Fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, we're the, just sending each other text like that and it, yeah as you say animation great yeah story fun i guess mm. like the, the idea where you say passing the torch the legacy of yeah. ultraman um but then when you get down to the actual character who becomes ultraman you're like i really wish you wouldn't like <laughs> we, can, you, can you give someone else the ultraman factor because they might be more interesting <laughs> but i'm not invested in shinjiro at all yeah shinjiro was just the most milk toast motherfucker on the planet he was so boring it's, it's a weird thing of like he actually has his own character moments so it's not you can say he's an author he's the insert character he's for you to think I could be Ultraman too yeah he's he has he's his own moments he's just crap he's, yeah, just, he's just a bad character just a wet bread yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I just look at him like wet bread yeah I mean when you look at his love interest the idol that I'm pretty sure has fucking brain damage she's yeah, not how she's does, not well <laughs> how does she not get that he's Ultraman he literally runs around a corner and then just like taps she, on his watch or some shit, yeah, he does, and he then Ultraman himself. flies out of the thing. <laughs> he says, "I'm gonna." He, at one point, they're at a cafe having because that's having Japanese coffee, yeah. teens do that for yeah, some reason. Got to go and have a coffee. Uh, Scottish teens just go down to dinner and drink. That's what we do, right? So that's our getting coffee. We just go down to have yeah. a park that no one actually can see from the road and just drink. Yeah. These like they are to get coffee. He says, I'll run and quickly phone Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> Leaves his Leave phone. His phone. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves his phone. <laughs> runs around the corner. From that, like, the alleyway he runs into, yeah. out springs Ultraman. Oh, she follows him. And well. she's like... She picks up the phone and goes, oh... Wait, I should he- give him his phone so he can phone Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, that's when she finally... Cl- like, she yeah. almost clicks, but you can see it takes her a minute of just standing there and be like, 
Wait a minute. You can see the equations. <laughs> it's, it's just the gears turning in our head. And you know like, it. Like it's, it's, let's give her some credit. It's not even the gears. It's the hamster running around the wheel. <laughs> the CPU is at 99%. <laughs> There's steam coming out of the ears. The loading like, changes. I think Shinjiro's Ultraman. <laughs> Shinjiro might actually know who Ultraman is. <laughs> like, ooh, close. Almost I'll there. I'll give you that one. Technically, he would know who Ultraman is. She you fucking bimbo. <laughs> she's fucking dumb. She actually kind of reminds me of Relina at some point. When she's actually... Okay, yeah. When, when she's shouting, saying, Ultraman, you need to take credit for your actions. Then minutes later, she's like, Ultraman doesn't kill. Ultraman does kill. I change my mind. <laughs> Ultraman will kill when it's necessary, but not me. <laughs> no, I, I would have said Ultraman can't kill me. But, oh, there is only one Ultraman, except there's three. Like, you, you don't even need to be there. You're just such a fucking useless character. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually glad that she disappeared before the end. Yeah, she and fucked it, she, she fucks off about episode nine or ten. Um, I think that's about right. Nine or ten sounds about yeah. right. And shows 13 episodes long, so you get three episodes... Of uh, the now three Ultramen figuring out their position and figuring out what it means for them yeah. to be Ultraman, and uh, yeah, I, I we ended up on Team Asshole. Yes, <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but we were all set, we are supposed to root for Shinjiro. Yeah, you're supposed to root for Shinjiro, or you're supposed to root for a uh, what the fuck's his name? Shinjiro's dad. <laughs> no, not the, the the blonde one. The effeminate one. The effeminate one. Yeah. What's his name? I can't Haku- remember. Hakuto? Uh, not fucking... Not, the, the other one. Let's call him Naruto, he's blonde. Let's call him Green Ultraman, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure he has green eyes. Uh, uh, you're supposed to root for one of those two. You're not meant to root for Moroboshi, who's the kind of... Yeah, I don't care, I don't need a team. He's he's the Shadow the Hedgehog of this entire series, but you're just thinking... And yet, more likeable. Yeah, he's more likeable, and he actually has more character moments. I I thought about this, because I wrote it down, I was like... Does, it's it's really funny that he's been Ultraman for longer than Shinjiro. Yeah, and he, has, been, he has an older suit. He's been doing it to pay the bills. He has been professionally Ultraman to pay the bills, do the job, get the job fucking done, go home, fuck your wife, do whatever. <laughs> right? It's his job. <laughs> and yet, all of a sudden, out comes the prodigal... Pro, yeah, prodigal son. Yeah, prodigal, prodigal, son, prodigal yeah. son. Comes out of fucking nowhere and all of a sudden says, he's Ultraman and he knows how to Ultraman better than the guy who does it for a living. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're supposed to be like, the kid is the right one to listen to? Fuck that. Moribush is right. If Ultraman wants to kill, Ultraman gets to kill. And if he does it with the katana, it's just cool. He's all right? just badass. The, uh, he doesn't need no special beams. Yeah, he just shows up with a sword and goes, I can just move fast and cut you with yeah. a sword real good. I just have more armor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid to cut people down. Yeah, and it was... Um, cut off the gay one's arm. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I did like the fact that because they have uh, Naruto, or I'm going to call him Naruto, Naruto Ultraman, the blonde one. Yeah, the, the blonde Ultraman. Has uh, mechanical limbs. So they tear him apart every couple of episodes. Yeah, they just rip them off. At one point he loses the arm to uh, Moroboshi. At one point, like, his final battle, he is just getting the shit kicked yeah, out of him. he's getting his shit pushed in. They forgot that, at one point they forget they're only allowed to go for the limbs because that's the point that's mechanical and they yeah. just start hacking into his chest. Yeah, they just start stabbing him. At one point you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> this needs to calm the fuck down. Um, and I went looking at a couple of the voice actors because you mentioned uh, Steve, Steve Wim is Abab? Or is it Adad? Uh, he's the Star Cluster Council detective yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, he's, he's the black and white guy that shows up and holds he's an entire alien. stadium hostage and then just kind of 
says, "Well, I'm done here," and leaves. Yeah, he just, he just goes, "Well, I got, I've I've paid this bill. I'm I'm away." Well, I've done my job here. Good luck cleaning this one up. Bye. <laughs> <He> just zips <laughs> out the way. Phenomenal voice acting. Yeah, and uh, the other one that I really enjoyed was uh, the Killer Commander, the guy in the white at the end, the mercenary leader. Yeah, he was. Uh, I've actually looked at him, his voice actor, and if you look at who, like who, what he's done, I think he's one to watch. Like, if you look at what he's done, he's appeared in different shows across Netflix and Funimation stuff. Uh, but he was, at one point, he was in Studio Asia's dub of, uh, what you call it, Dragon Ball Super. And he was voicing Piccolo and Tien. Oh, like, right. Hmm, I'll need to, like, keep an eye on this guy. So he's been doing a lot of stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah, I recognize him from that. And, oh, yeah, he was a good voice in that, and he's, he's good dramatic. The other things. Ultraman is called Seiji. Seiji. So Naruto, <laughs> his last name's Hokuto. So yeah, fuck it, why not? But you know, you you end up on the side of Team Asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's... What was the, what was the deal with Edo? Edo was an old enemy, like an old sort of enemy type from the original. Yeah, because they mentioned that, but more show. like his voice acting was super weird. I, like, oh, I, I think that's just meant to be. It's, I always I always equated it to this is an alien learning English. Yeah. His enunciation was really weird and stuff. Like he was, he was doing it, and we're like, "That's a great portrayal of an alien." But yeah. I'm so glad you don't have a mouth, because his character is just a, a like a weird black shape with like a cross and an eye in the cross. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was. But his his voice act was so weird, and it it put me off at times. Like it would just be like enjoy the show, and all of a sudden they'd come and go, "Do you know?" And it'd be like just randomly you hear his voice coming, and you're like, "Oh, what the hell was that?" Yeah, it, it's weird, but it, uh, it's a weird stops he took as well. Yeah, it was. I think for me it was because he was voiced by DC Douglas. Yeah, and I'm a fucking huge fan of Resident Evil. He voiced Wesker in Resident Evil, so yeah. it was always just kind of. I, I get it. Yeah, it's just. I thought great, it was pretty cool. It's, it's it's a great performance of a weird, really oh, yeah. weird voice. It's just the weird delivery and the weird pauses and stuff. You're like, it's really like. I could you just go with a bit more dramatic reading? That'd be great. Please. Yeah, if you could just ramp it up a bit. Yeah, no, it'd be fine. Just to have the like constant monotone, super bassy voice. But not have those weird breaks in place. It's like his voice is, his brain should calculate what it needs to say to get through the situation. And then you realize it's because he's running this weird network of intelligence. Yeah, when that he feeds is, all the Ultraman yeah. information in. For me, the the only thing that took me out of the whole took me out of the show was when you seen this alien with with the weird cone head and the weird kind of antenna radio feeler thing, just in a business suit and gloves. Yeah, that's weird, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't really do that. I do like the uh, the like the little hidden alien civilizations. Oh yeah, the like, the little alien slum camps things. Yeah, and the, the like the, the alien blacksmith guy who was like, yeah, I'm kind of the most important person in the entire story, but uh, I hide out, fix some radios, so you know, deal with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll show up at episode eleven and explain everything that's going on to you, but at the same time, just don't pay really too much attention. Yeah, to you. just yeah, I'm only there. But he he was another one of those. I was in the original series, and I'm here as a cameo for the people that watch the show. Yeah, I, I'm the inside reference. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the reference that all the people watching this aren't going to get. <laughs> if you're doing the abridged version, that's what you're going to hear. I'm the I'm the inside reference character. What's up? <laughs> I'll, I'll show up every couple episodes to remind you this is still Ultraman. He's, I found the character that you're talking about. Uh, there is no fucking voice listed here. Fantastic. Which one? <laughs> uh, the Ace Killer. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I had to, I had to go into uh, one thing that's called behind the voice actors. Oh, right, that's yeah. pretty good way of doing yeah. it. Because I, I usually do that, but I mean, I'm yeah. not fucking. I can't be bothered looking through. They they have a lot of because uh, they don't. Most of the times, so you look at these shows. 
it's all the anime stuff. Like, there's yeah. the anime voice actors always listed, but they also do uh, DC stuff oh. as well. So you can see, like, where they've appeared in, like, DC uh, animated stuff. And I think they do a lot of video game stuff as well, but that's, like, a different section. Yeah, I usually... I usually use them to try and find out who's been voicing certain characters because a lot of times in video games, you get all the names just, like, voice actors. And it's not... They voice this character. It's just, yeah. they, this is all the voice actors. Yeah, voiced by, and it's just, like, a scroll of text. Yeah. Oh, so great. if I want to find out who's voiced and what is usually yeah. in here... There's a there's a I really don't like using uh, Mal my anime list because it's it's a great service. The only problem is it's for the weebs. Yeah, it is literally just a list. It's a good tracking service. I use it to track all the anime I watch. But then if you have uh, if you watch the English dubs, all the titles are in Japanese. Mm. So you have to figure out what the Japanese version of the show yeah. you're watching is. Luckily though, the like the the uh, they're smart enough to know that if I type in the uh, like. I'm trying to think of a great example of this, but I'm trying, to, oh, I'm trying to think of what the best example would be. If I type in the English name of a show, it will actually have the you know common sense to show up as being... So, for example, I just started watching East Kai Quartet. If I type in East Kai Quartet, it does give me the show, but it gives me the Japanese name, and I just have to kind of be like, I guess that's it, yes. I'll just, I'll take that. Yeah. Not a big fan of East Kai Quartet, though. All right. It's weird that this thing failed. It is a combination... Right. So I just figured out... just. I found who the voice of Ace Killer is. Yeah. It's the same guy that voiced Noctis in Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah. And Do you remember his name? <laughs> uh, Ray Chase. Ray Chase, there it is. Yeah. Uh to be honest, I'm not a big fan of the guy's voice, but he is getting his he's getting his name put out there, but yeah, but he always plays this he always uses the same kind of voice. He's a yeah. bit I like it. It was a good cocky arrogant voice of yeah. like the, the supreme almost immortal commander yeah. of a mercenary squad. I want that guy to be yeah. a little cocky. Didn't you think because when I got to the final episode, I didn't actually realise that that was the final episode. I was like, oh, right, we're wrapping up. Oh. I was expecting another couple of episodes. I think we're... I wouldn't be surprised if we get another season. Oh, we're getting another season because yeah. there's one other Ultraman that we haven't seen yet. Ooh. Do you remember Jack, the guy that's introduced to just having a bare-knuckle brawl with the giant Godzilla thing? Yeah. He's <laughs> an Ultraman. Oh, okay. But he's, he's this weird kind of tank Ultraman. Oh. Because... <laughs> but he's also the only grown-up in the show. Yeah. Other, other than like somebody's dad he's yeah. literally just, he's he looks like an alcoholic though i'm waiting on him having like a really tragic backstory yeah and, yeah i went from a drink in the ultraman suit because you know they could peel the helmet back yeah <laughs> i went from just to have a open up a tiny little mouth but drink close it <laughs> just, <laughs> the hell was that it's my suit special ability <laughs> yeah i can drink in this suit what can you do hand beams fuck you <laughs> Cute hand beams, kid. <laughs> Here's what I could do. Foam dome. It's <laughs> just on the construction hat with the beer bottles. Tube in the mouth. Suck it, bitch. I can. <laughs> I can keep drinking in my Ultraman suit. What can you do? Oh, you got a little sword. Me. Ooh, laddie da. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just quick. East Kai Quartet. Not yeah, worth it. Not a good show. Four. It's weird. It's four of the best shows that we made in the last couple of years at the East Kai genre. Hmm. Uh, Overlord which uh, I think you've seen some of. If, um, saga no. of Tanya the Evil, which was a really fun show, about a guy being transported to basically World War One, oh. um, in the body of a little girl. As you do. Who's also a wizard. Because World War One involves wizards now, because fuck it. There's just so many layers to <laughs> that character. Like, and she's transported. And, and yet it's a weirdly simple to follow show. 
Like, I never thought about it that way, but, like, all of it, you're like, yeah, this makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) This tracks, yeah, I get this. Yeah, I can see how you reached that conclusion. Makes a lot of sense to me. On with the murder. (laughs) Uh, Continue with the war. Oh, she's she's also in a bitch fight with God. (laughs) Seriously, God sent her back to the other universe (laughs) because he didn't believe enough because he was an atheist. And he decided, fuck you, I'm not playing by your stupid rules. (laughs) I'll send you back in time and also, you're a 12-year-old girl. (laughs) Fine, make me the little girl i'll just be a badass little girl <laughs> see if you can stop me now god <laughs> i'm also a wizard because <laughs> i'm a wizard now <laughs> as you're going through i'm gonna send you back you're gonna be a little girl in a war-torn country you'll be an orphan nobody's gonna love you and i'm a wizard now you can make it up i just did <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> try and stop me <laughs> i'm a do- don't uh <laughs> re-zero uh, which is a really weird uh, East Academy because uh, the guy dies frequently right. in the most excruciating ways possible. At one point, he's torn apart by dogs. Mm. At one point, he bleeds to death in an alleyway after being stabbed for his fucking like his pocket. Not the like classical escapist fantasy you were expecting, um, especially not when somebody smashes him in the face with a mace. Oh fuck! <laughs> like whoa! This <laughs> went to that direction. Um, uh, but it's it's good though. It's a really good mm. show. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for more of that in the English dub as well because I've got 12 episodes out of a 25 episode series. Fuck is my other isekai. <laughs> and uh, Konosuba, which is one of my favourite mm. animes of all time. Uh, just because it's so fucking stupid and goofy. And it's a comedy anime because they've all been transported into one world with the same kind of chibi art style. Mm. And they all have to go to high school together because fuck it. Anime always involves a high school. <laughs> <laughs> Literally because fuck it. <laughs> and it's it, it should be really good. Like all these characters are really good. They all have moments of great comedy. But right now, because we're only two or three episodes in, uh, the the comedy is basically, haha, isn't it funny that they're all together? And haha, aren't the characters from Konosuba really stupid? And I'm like, yes. But that's the point. The characters from Konosuba, they're all stupid and they're all shitheads. <laughs> You're not supposed to like these people. Nobody's rooting for them. They're the dickheads of the team. <laughs> but it's it's not working yet. I kind of... it It's getting like two more episodes before I just say yeet and drop that thing. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a hard sell right now. I don't know why. Because on paper, everything about the show should work. I love every individual show. They even have the good choice of making the really creepy uh, guy from ReZero into the uh, the class teacher. Oh. He has all these really weird like pronunciations and stuff. Like He keeps elongating random vowels for no reason. And it's just because it's a character thing he does. He would just up and say, Okay, pupils, <laughs> time for another class. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, creepy guy. Uh, Can you stay away from school kids? Please, that'd be great. (laughs) You need to stay away from school kids because that tag that you're wearing on your ankle is going to start beeping. (laughs) Uh, I had a similar experience with that recently. Someone kept telling me, yo, you need to watch this show. You need to get back into this show. It's going to be fucking great. I think there's The Walking Dead. Someone told me, oh, dude, you need to get back into The Walking Dead. I was like, nah, I watched it up to season five, season, season four or five. I think I took it to season six. And I just thought, no, I can't do it. And I went back and I watched one episode from the latest season. I just kind of thought, no, this is not good. <laughs> Negan is not enough to get, to get me back into this show. Mm. Could not do it. No, I, I took it to season six. And by the end of season six, I was physically fed up with the show. Yeah. And that was arguably its greatest point. I was like, this could, this could be the start of the new season. I just thought, I'm not tuning in for like, nah. we're season nine now. And I'm like, so like that. 
I'm just not tuning in for another three seasons of this, which is going to be, what, another 36 hours? Yeah, something like that. And I think uh, they dropped Rick and they're continuing the show with Daryl as the main character, but Rick is doing three spin-off movies. <laughs> okay. Like, that's... How... You're holding Andrew Lincoln by the short and curlies. Yeah. Or you're throwing money at him to try what and What do you have stick. on him? <laughs> yeah, like, do you have a child, his wife and child? Do you have them held hostage? I don't know. Yeah, I, it's a weird one though because when you think about the show, uh, in the like the in the books or the comic books, uh, Andrew Lincoln's character was dead at like the first like not even like not the first books I've read that one, uh, but that has stuff that happens like four seasons later in like book one. Yeah, the exact same way it happens. Oh, they do pick and choose one. for yeah. for the show. They pick and choose what happens because. Uh, Glenn doesn't get killed by Negan in the books. I don't think Glenn dies way before that. Yeah, but I think it was because Stephen Young people liked him, so they kept on going. Yeah. I think the only surviving members of that little group is uh, Carl. He never dies. Yeah, well, at least I don't think he dies. Uh, Michonne, Maggie, and like two or three other people, including Rick. Everyone else in that show pretty much gone. Daryl long gone. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure Meryl he dies like midway into the first what would be deemed the first season on the show in the book he's just long gone yeah so they did definitely I mean with an adaptation there's always going to be different things changed but nah sometimes it's for the better but the, yeah. the fact that he's leaving the show to do the movies you're like hey yeah, I think he 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 said and that's I want out of the show I just want to be written out that kind of thing and then they went oh but could you do these would you stay and do these and I'm like yeah sure I'll do these three movies I'll do this one movie can you do another one after that and just maybe one more after that. See, the thing for me is, though, that if you did the Walking Dead movies, I think the Walking Dead movies, because the, the world itself, the Walking Dead, is so bleak, so minimalist and survivalist, it would be one of the best zombie movies we could get. Yeah. Because their world is filled with the slow walkers that just kind of, like, shamble around the place, mm. and it's about this constant dread. The idea of taking that to a movie would be nice, because our, mo- our zombie movies are either... Uh, ridiculously ultra-violent, yeah. where it's just like violence for the sake of it. Like, the zombies are so strong they can pull people apart hmm. because the director thought it'd be a fun shot. Yeah. That's, like, that's the current state of most zombie movies now, or the, like, the infected of some kind of weird way, and it's or it's too action-packed, whereas The Walking Dead can't be that no. because resources are so scarce. Like, you can't run in blasting a, a 12-gauge shotgun because you probably break your, 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 your wrists yeah. because I reckon that would happen in a Walking Dead storyline. But you can't do that because also you can't risk that noise. And you can't waste those shells. Yeah, because everything's such a luxury commodity. I personally think the only way they can really end The Walking Dead now is if they just have, you know, the main group moving from one place to another saying, right, we're going to hold down here for as long as we can. And then you just time skip it to maybe three years later. Yeah. Resources are thin. There's just walkers everywhere. Because mm. so this has all been a struggle against a conclusion that can't... Yeah. Like, it's all a struggle against inevitability you know they're going to die Yeah, you know that the resources are going to run out but it's just how long can they stave it off And I, in terms of the show I don't know how long we've got left but in terms of the like in reality how long the show itself has left I think it maybe got four more seasons at best because I think we're going to see a major drop off in popularity the minute uh, Andrew Lincoln's character officially leaves Yeah, it keeps having like drops oh, I think he's actually left but I think yeah. when uh, Norman Reedus takes over as the main character, I think popularity is going to go way down. Unless he nails it. 
Yeah, and listen, yeah. I mean, there is always that possibility that we could get another eight seasons of, yeah. you know, Daryl Dixon-led uh, Walking Dead before yeah. he leaves, then we get another downturn. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, we could just get the supernatural situation. When it never fucking dies. It is now ending at 19 seasons. And you're like, 19 seasons. Lads. <laughs> A salute to the service, but wow. That is 14 seasons longer than it should have went. It had the perfect end in season five. Uh, that was when they threw him into hell, right? That's when they threw him into hell, he made the ultimate sacrifice, and at the end of it, you see a kind of ethereal-looking Sam. Uh, uh, to me, it looked like he was, this was a kind of ghost. This was his him looking on from wherever the hell he was. He made the ultimate sacrifice, and now maybe he'd gone up to heaven or something, and you just see him looking in on you know a happy Dean. Was that the... Oh, it was like six months later or whatever. Yeah, six months later, you see Sam looking through the window, and you're like... Yeah. Oh, please just let that if, be. If that had just spirit. been like the ghost, yeah, that'd be yeah, nice. That'd be like, but that's not what happened. No, nah, then it's just no. That's that's him raised out of hell without yeah. his soul. And then we get the the very very bad Leviathan series. But outside of the Leviathan series, everything else is there. Just kind of like I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, if if you end it, I stopped watching it season eight. <laughs> if you end it there, you don't get Castiel gradually becoming human. Yeah, and you don't get Castiel becoming human and becoming God. <laughs> They're becoming ultra God or something. I don't know. They just no, he, escalated. He, he, then you don't get the Scooby-Doo special. <laughs> they took it right down. Like, he goes from... Uh, he becomes more human. He then becomes, like, a hardcore angel, like, evangelizing. He's like, look, we're just dumb humans. You're all fucking stupid. And mm. then he becomes God. And then he gets smacked right down. Really? Like, he, they just go, uh, what you did was heresy. And uh, you are now almost not an angel. <laughs> We're stripping you. What is it they call it in the show? Your grace. Because remember, there's the episode yeah. where they, they find the angel and like, oh, I want to, be, I want to go back into heaven, but I haven't, I don't have my grace anymore. Yeah, their their way of looking at mythology because they were just layering shit on top of other yeah. shit was so much fun. <laughs> they were just like, this kind of works and this kind of works, and well, if we make up a language that explains all of this, I guess it all kind of. We just yeah. we don't have to write anything down that makes sense, so therefore it can all just say it's God's language and call it yeah. Enochian, Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's all God shit. Then we'll add in alpha monsters. Then let's bring the monsters back. People like the monsters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. I, people people don't like the monsters. People just don't like the end of every monster hunting episode being about them sitting at the side of a lake with a couple beers, just being like, dude. We can't be like this anymore. Yeah. We have to be brothers. What would dad say? <laughs> what would dad... Dad wouldn't say shit. <laughs> Play the Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drive off to listen to rock music. Okay, guess we won't have to have this conversation again in the next episode. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but 19 uh, fucking years. 19 seasons. That, that is a shift. And well, I mean, that's got to be tiring for the guys that are playing Sam yeah. and Dean. There's the... There's like... With that type of situation, that is so rare. There will be nothing yeah. like that for the next couple of years. No. You want to talk about a vacuum, there's a fucking yeah. vacuum. But personally, I think the minute CW finish Supernatural, they're going to turn their attention to yet another f- fucking superhero show. They have so many... Because Arrow's fishing as well. Talk about All right. you know Supernatural running out of ideas. Uh, I read on the internet through like comic book resources. You ever use that site? No. A pretty good site some other stuff is just kind of it's mostly like this is what happened in this issue this is what happened in that issue but i use it to kind of keep up up to date with you know what's going on with the cw shows because i can only watch them once they're on blu-ray okay and I've, i haven't really watched them in a while but uh, they were talking about how the cw is basically cutting across the board a lot of their shows hmm. so a uh, flash is still going to continue a uh, supergirl's I think it's doing one more season. Arrow's doing one more season. Legends of Tomorrow is doing... I think it's finished. I think Legends of Tomorrow might be gone. Uh, 
and they had a couple other shows that they were doing that are now gone as well. Right. So the only the only shows going forward are going to be The Flash and Batwoman because they're doubling down on fucking Batwoman. Okay. <laughs> but then in, in the, on the reverse of that, DC themselves, they've made the Titans TV show and they're casting their own. So I'm thinking that DC are pulling a Marvel and just going, no, we're going to cancel the contracts with CW so we can put them in our own shit. I was just about to ask you, what do you think the odds are in this being the same? Now we've officially had the Disney thing confirmed that it'll be like a Disney oh, streaming yeah. service and stuff that'll take DC all the Marvel stuff. already have their own. They have yeah. DC All Access. or I think it's called DC All Access. Yeah. Or D- DC have their own streaming service. Yeah. But what it's, do you think about... I think they'll take all that property, shove it on there and build that and push that. Yeah, they're definitely going to... counter Disney's thing. Oh yeah, definitely. They're going to. You're fighting the mouse. Yeah, you're fighting the you mouse. You're going to win. And the fact is, Disney Plus is going to be available in every country. DC's all access is only available in America, which I think is dumb as fuck. But we then get all the DC shows on Netflix. So if I want to wait on season two of Titans, I'm going to have to wait till the end of the fucking year to watch it on Netflix. Whereas people are going to get it in little episode. People are going to get it episodically over a couple of weeks or over twelve weeks. You know, starting from August or something like that. But if I want to wait for the full boomer, it's going to be fucking December, Christmas time, which I think is shite. But ultimately, if it means we get more Titans, I'm happy to wait. Yeah. Because Titans was a great show. And speaking of Titans, they cast their Batman. All right. Do you remember Sir Jorah Mormont? Yes. That guy is Batman. A Scotsman is motherfucking Batman. We are living happened. in the best timeline. <laughs> Okay. Because uh, uh, hmm. the, the actor's name is Ian Glenn, so actually, the name, when I seen Ian Glenn cast as Batman, I went, that name rings a bell. Because I seen it on Twitter. I yeah. just seen the, you know how you get notifications and stuff on Twitter? Uh-huh. It didn't come up any, it didn't come up any images or anything like that. I just seen Ian Glenn cast as Batman in DC's Titans season two. Right. So I went, Ian Glenn, that name rings a bell. So I went and Googled him and was like, Edinburgh, Scotland, that's fucking Jorah Mormon. <laughs> now, this is interesting because I saw it was uh, talking about Gotham. Gotham are ending the show. Yeah. Also this season. Thank and fuck. the finale will feature their Batman. Yeah, they're getting a totally different Batman. Oh, I was going to say, would it not be good if it was their Batman? <laughs> no. <laughs> if uh, it was Ian Glenn. But no, Ian Glenn is playing an older, almost kind of Dark Knight Returns type Batman from what I've seen. So he's definitely... Because yeah. he's, he's an older dude. I think he's in maybe early 50s. I don't think he's... Uh, maybe. Like, he would... I was thinking about I mean, him at the like, start of Game of Thrones. We're talking... I, and yeah. I think he might be 48. 48, maybe late 40s, very early 50s. Yeah. But like, like, but he's still playing an older Batman because Batman's meant to be twenty eight or something when he picks up the mantle or something. Like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in Titans he's going to be playing Bruce Wayne, which I think, to be fair, I think he can pull off Bruce Wayne. Yeah. The only problem is, he's Scottish, right, Scottish born but raised in England, so the accent kind of fluctuates a bit. My problem is going to be how well is he going to do the accent? Because you know I got a problem with accents. Yeah. Bad accent can rip me out of a thing, which is amazing considering how bad Chris Pine's Scottish accent was in Outlaw King. <laughs> it was kind of hard to listen to at some points. It was hard to understand at some points because he was trying maybe a bit too hard, but obviously it's going to be hard when you've got an American Californian accent almost, I think yeah. he has, doing a Scottish accent, particularly a Scottish in that time accent. Yeah. But yeah. I'd be very interested to see him play. I'd, the older Batman has been coming for a while. I get the feeling that's been on the cards just to give somebody yeah. a bit older a chance because there's a lot of great actors out there. Mm. Just a lot of them aren't in their 20s. Yeah. Originally, what I heard they were going to do, they were going to do a Batman Beyond movie mm-hmm. or Batman Beyond show and they were going to cast an older Batman actor 
to play Bruce Wayne because obviously Bruce Wayne's hung up the cape and coat this time. He is yeah. the man in the chair for Terry McGuinness, who's the new Batman. Yeah. And there was buzz for a long time saying that it was going to be Michael Keaton coming back and playing that older Batman. And I was fucking jazzed. Yeah. But then this was all just concept and stuff. Michael Keaton did come out and say, if this is going to happen, sure, I'll be on board. But even he said in the interview, probably not going to happen because they want to do Batman again in some capacity even though I think we're at, this would be the fourth time that they've tried to redo Batman because you had the original Batman then you had no I would be if you, if you count 1966 Batman this is going to be the fourth different iteration of Batman because yeah. we had Batman 66 movie and then we had you know the Tim Burton Batman then we had Michael Schumacher Michael Schumacher Joel Schumacher <laughs> Michael Schumacher the German racer no we had Joel Schumacher's Batman then we had uh, Nolan's Batman then we had Batfleck. So that's five different iterations and interpretations of Batman. Then we're going to do another one. At some point, do we need to stop doing Batman? And then refer to last week's episode for my for my thoughts on that. But I five, think, five iterations over like 60 years though. Mm, not yeah. bad. Yeah, it's pretty good, but I don't think any think single should, one of them got it fucking right. Yeah. As much as I like the, the Dark Knight trilogy by Christopher Nolan, not a single one of them got both aspects of the character right. I thought it would just be an interesting little aside thing. I couldn't wait to see, like, do you think, from what you've seen in Game of Thrones with Sir Jorah Mormont, do you think he'd be a good Batman? Do you think he'd be able to do it right? Good Batman in his later years. Yeah. Uh, but... Oh, I think he is putting on the cape and cowl. Yeah, oh yeah, but like, he's still be Batman, but like, slightly older Batman, like a Batman whose knees kind of don't bend right yeah. all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he wants to play more refined, older Batman, because that's a good thing about it, when he gets older, he gets a lot more reflective. Hmm. Like, he realises that there's some stuff, like, it would have been a lot easier if I'd just killed the Joker. Yeah. Uh, if I'd found a legal way to do it, like, oops, I accidentally left him on the train tracks. <laughs> like, you know, with two broken kneecaps, oops. <laughs> Isn't that a shame? That yeah. would have saved a lot of, a lot of pain. Uh, but I think if you if you want to talk about, like, Batman with a, a resolve, like, he could pull that off. Yeah. I think he's a good enough actor to pull it off. And I think uh, the people behind titans and dc themselves because the people that have been making titans for dc streaming service are the same people that are making flash arrow supergirl and stuff for cw and they understand characters yeah they may not understand casting of certain characters at some points but they understand certain characters so i think they're going to say right we want you to do this and they're going to work on the accent and they're going to get the aspects the necessary aspects of their batman down and i think in a universe where it's Dick Grayson is no longer Robin, it's now Jason Todd. So there's there's that I always see that Robin is a reflection of the current Batman. Yeah. So Batman the original the original sort of stint of Batman was with Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson is this hopeful, cheerful, positive outlook on things. You get Batman as he kinda of gets on of it, he gets Jason Todd, the more brutal, more violent type Robin. Yeah. So that kinda of needs to reflect Batman a bit. So I think Batman needs to be this kind of more willing to take it to a more darker, violent place. I'd be more worried about who his villains are. Uh, see, I to think, I th- think that's one thing we don't need to worry about. Yeah. Batman has the saving grace the is best you're restrained rogue. by TV budget. Yeah, you're restrained by TV budget, but I think Batman has the best rogues gallery in comic books to date. Well, so, yeah, it's got, it's got good villains, but like yeah. making sure that the villain shows oh, right, up yeah, on I'm screen yeah, and is cohesive with the tone of the story. Yeah. Like you can't just have like a really 
interesting dramatic character reflection yeah. and then in pops harley quinn yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you need to have if you're gonna have a more contemplate or contemplative reflective batman i think you need to have intelligent villains in there i think you go riddler i think you go penguin you go joker you go mr freeze but don't make him like the horrible halloween fucking costume mr freeze that they had in gotham because that was painful yeah and the guy was just because Mr. Freeze is meant to be... I think Penguin would be a good one. Yeah, Penguin would be a good one. Because Penguin... He's all about manipulation. Yeah, he's all about manipulation, kind of altering things. But again, do Penguin properly. Make him look more Danny DeVito, less skinny dude from Gotham. Actually cast Danny DeVito. <laughs> dude, I'd be all about that shit. Are you We're, fucking kidding me? Tell me bring back Get the trash man in there. <laughs> the trash man. <laughs> I get in there throw trash all around the room. I just start eating it. Why? I I'm just start eating it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the trash man. <laughs> yes, get the trash man in there. I'd be fucking great. But finally, give what's it, the guy that plays Sheldon Cooper in the Big Bang Theory. Do you know his name? Jim Parsons. Yes. Get that motherfucker in there as the Riddler. That'd be perfect. Yeah, he's got the weird, tall, lanky body proportions. Yeah. Like he but just doesn't seem right. Yeah. If he just if he changed his voice a little bit, though. Yeah. The Riddler's meant to have this kind of swagger to him, but having that weird nasality that he has in Big Bang Theory. Don't think it would work. Uh, he, he can act like he can act around uh, yeah. a couple different things. I think I think, I think he'd be perfect as the Riddler. Sitting down, show him previous yeah. stuff and just like this is what you want. Like this. We need you to be a bit more yeah. open, confident, cocky to the point of like you're going to try and you you think for ninety nine percent of this thing you have the greatest detective yeah. completely outsmarted. You are meant. To, you exude the fact that you're better than the Batman. But we we need when you're making a, a show with like a reflective Batman. You need the kind of sommelier of villains to kind of like yeah. pair the villain with the hero. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so they're going, mm, the bouquet of this one's a bit wrong because she hits people with a giant mallet. Yeah, maybe we don't use the giant crocodile man. Maybe, no. we, maybe we don't use Killer Croc in it all. Bro. I think, to be fair, you probably could do that. Like have them just show them that he can still throw down so that they can still fight. Maybe yeah. have a fight with the Killer Croc. But you want to combine those two worlds. My favourite Batman villain of all time. Get Bane in there. Bane is the... I'm going to gush on Bane for a little not bit. Stero- not full steroid Bane. Not steroid Bane. Bane. I'm talking six foot eight. Not like maybe enhanced. Yeah. Uh, thinking Justice 2 type ven- uh, Bane. Yeah. He wasn't massive, like huge thing. He had the venom in there to yeah. kind of enhance his senses, maybe kind of make him feel... Well, for Injustice, up. everyone had to be up on Superman's yeah. level. So. No, for Injustice, the... For Injustice 2 specifically, they scaled everyone down, made everyone look more human because they were going yeah. for that photorealistic style. I mean, like, just the, the Injustice storyline. Like, everyone needs to be able to throw punches with Superman yeah, yeah. and stuff. But I was I was going more for the... Like, the, the video f- game style. The physical, like, uh, how people looked. Because Batman, yeah. uh, Batman looked a bit more bulky because he was wearing a lot more armour and yeah. physically had to build his body more to stack up against other people. Superman, like, he, again, he looked huge. He looked fucking jacked because, again, he was meant to be able to lift the earth if he wanted to so they beefed up the character a bit but with Bane they toned them down because you, you've played uh, Arkham Asylum right? Yeah. And they had this huge Bane when like the massive shoulders and they like kind of the tiny body looked like this out of proportion kind of weird gorilla thing yeah. but they toned them down they made them look just this huge kind of wrestler dude Yeah. but he had the venom in there that kind of enhance his abilities and stuff like that. Because that's my thing with Bane is when he, when he looks normal he should look like a really big luchador wrestler. Yeah and that's exactly that's exactly what it should look like. I'm not a fan of huge, monstrous Bane. Yeah. Uh, I think it works better if it's just, you know, he's a big dude, but yeah. then the Venom doesn't like build out his body or anything. All it does is it sharpens its senses and, you know, makes him a bit more aggressive. That's how Venom should work in my mind. Whereas if you look at some places, they're like, he takes the Venom, he just inflates. Yeah, he becomes the Hulk. And becomes the size of a building. He just yeah. punches cars to get them out of the way when he can't get through because he's fucking massive. Yeah. 
But yeah. the, the beauty of Bane, done correctly, is if you get Bane in the Nightfall setting, in the Nightfall comics, for those that don't know, and I'm going to hazard the guess and say that you don't know what the Nightfall comics are. Uh, but in, guess correctly. <laughs> in, in Nightfall, which is my favourite Batman story of all time, uh, Bane is basically, he's looking to make a name for himself in Gotham. So he says, oh, who's this Batman? I will break the Batman. I will break him physically. I will break him mentally. So Batman is kind of burning the candle at both ends. He's putting every criminal in Gotham City behind bars, put them in Arkham. He's finally kind of cleaning up Gotham, but it's taking a physical toll on him. He's slowing down. He's carrying a few injuries. Bane says, I can't beat him physically until I've beaten him mentally. Yeah. So he releases everybody from Gotham, uh, from Arkham Asylum, he releases everyone from the Gotham Police Department. And he basically, he hides in the shadows until Batman has picked them off. Then when he realises that he's at his lowest point physically, or he's at lowest point physically and mentally, he goes in there and then beats them physically, breaks his back, puts them out of commission, yeah. and says, I've now broken the bat. And that, to me, the intelligence and the brutality of Bane makes him the best Batman villain of all time. The Joker's yeah. good. He goes for mostly physical. He never really tries to break him mentally except in certain, you know... Certain storylines. Certain storylines, like killing Joke. done, yeah. Yeah, when he says, I can't beat him fist fight, or I can't stab him or shoot shoot him, I can't blow him up, I'm going to go after his loved ones. But more often than not, they come out okay, or Batman comes out okay, maybe a bit more remorseful, (laughs) but more often than not, it doesn't really have a lasting effect. More Bane, he just went, no, I'm going to take him to his lowest point and I'm going to throw him further. Yeah. So if you take that from Titan, if you take that from Nightfall and just say, right, then... What are you going to do against this version of Bane? And That'd he's a character who will fit in like, a couple of, like design modifications and stuff. Yeah. Take that away, replace it with some other stuff. Like You can actually make that character fit yeah. in a TV show, especially with, I say, TV budget. Yeah, personally, I think Bane works better when he's minimal. All you need, perfect Bane costume, or perfect Bane costume, black boots, like military black boots, Yeah, pair of black military cargo pants and a tank top. Yeah. All black and the luchador mask. You need to get the luchador mask down yeah. to get Bane proper. The Tom Hardy like chemical inhaler mask yeah. doesn't quite work. It worked for the Dark Knight Rises because you get the sense that this was keeping him alive. Yeah, like, and it's, some... it makes him look like he's part of a paramilitary organization. Yeah, it makes him. It made them look intimidating. But with the luchador mask on Bane, it shows him that that's part of his history because he was, he was a Santa Prisca prison. That's when he was born and raised. And he was a wrestler back then. Yeah. His mother was taken into prison. He was born in prison, and this is all he's known. He's he's basically serving a life sentence for his mother. And yeah. then in the prison, he was known as like he became big, he became huge. He was the wrestler. Then when the Venom experiments came up, he went sure I'll do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There's uh, I could go on for fucking hours, but Bane he's the best Batman villain of all time. <laughs> I don't get people say oh, but the Joker, oh, but Mister Freeze. No, Bane, motherfucker. The Joker just gets born. I'm sorry, yeah, but like there's only like you don't even need to say sorry. I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. I'm burnt out on. The Joker and Harley Quinn. Yeah, there's just at a certain point they're two like the perfect comic book villains. Yeah, but they're comic book villains. They're it's, overused. It's like well, you're never going to expect what I'm going to do. I'm pretty sure I can hazard a reasonable guess yeah. at what you're going to do. Does it involve a bomb and or some kind of Joker toxin? Yeah, I've uh, I've, I've gotten to a point of frustration with a, a meme in the anime community. It's uh, from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and mm. uh, it's, it's the, the the joke is you were expecting. X, but it was me, Dio. Yeah, the Dio Brando. It's so ubiquitous now. I've got bad news for you, sir. I expect Dio every single fucking time. <laughs> Same issue with the Joker. I oh, I wonder who this could be. You thought I'd, it's I'd, the Joker. <laughs> you thought I was Black Mask? No, it's me, Joker. Oh fucking really? <laughs> oh no, who could have left these chattering teeth? Right, that was part of Arkham. 
Yeah, Ar- Arkham part Asylum. of Arkham Games, like, who could be doing this? There's literally chattering, laughing teeth everywhere. It got so bad. In uh, Arkham Origins, uh, when you're playing a younger Batman, this is Batman, like, month six, if anything. He's yeah. a very, very green Batman. But he's, he's looking through uh, a sort of crime scene, trying to piece things back together. And it's like, what is the, who is this maniac? What is his name? And literally in the corner, there's spray paint, like graffiti <laughs> saying Joker. <laughs> Good evening, sir. I am the Joker. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. This crime scene is mine. I'm rather proud of the work I've done. <laughs> You're sincerely... Who could it Joker. be? <laughs> it's like, I get you're meant to be playing a green Batman, but for fuck's sake. <laughs> green Batman does not mean mentally deficient Batman. Alf- Alfred's just sitting there with his, with his point stick just going, now, Master Bruce. What does this say? <laughs> now, young Master Bruce, we call this evidence. <laughs> Joker. Who's Joker? No, Master Bruce. This is one word. <laughs> There's no comma here. <laughs> no, Master Bruce. This is one word. <laughs> oh, we will find the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> no, Master Bruce. Legos don't go in the nose. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to imagine at some point Batman and Bruce Wayne just went totally off the rails. <laughs> like when he was a child, they just, oh, yeah, Master Bruce, the, get off the chandeliers. <laughs> that's the thing is, that's the important forget. And it was it was brought up uh, with Michael Caine, was that he raised Bruce. Like, yeah. he just took him in, like, he raised him in the mansion yeah. and said, you're the heir apparent, I'm a guardian, I will raise yeah. you to be a man of upstanding character to represent your parents yeah. it was kind and of a it, kick in the balls to yeah. the character of Bruce Wayne that Alf, in the latest run of comics Alfred was almost quitting yeah. he, he wrote his uh, letter of resignation and he was leaving the house hours uh, like minutes before he got the phone call saying that Thomas and Martha Wayne had died so he was ready to just, he was just ready to fuck off I was like well faithful companion eh? <laughs> uh, well I was, one thing is that it's happened a couple times where uh, like if there's an ethical issue in Batman it's represented through Alfred. Yeah. Alfred says, Master Wayne, this is not what you were doing. Yeah. This is not who you should be. This is not what your parents were doing. Yeah, he's always the uh, moral compass. Yeah. When he says, it's like with Lucius Fox in the in the Dark Knight. It's like when he when those guys are ready to leave you and they don't believe in what you're doing, you've fucked up. Yeah, you've you know. majorly fucked up. But at some point in that like childhood, Bruce must have fucking lost it. Yeah, he just... He <laughs> Swinging just from the chandelier, like you said. <laughs> just throwing priceless... Running around early. pissing on the fucking furniture. <laughs> I own all this. What are you going to do, Alfred? What are you going to do? My name's on the title deeds, bitch. <laughs> Alfred, I'm 10. I have $20 billion. Do you know what I can do with that? I can buy so much shit. <laughs> I'm going to be interested in candy. I want to find out what cocaine is. <laughs> Alfred, Pennyworth, get me cocaine. <laughs> no, Master Bruce, I said get me cocaine. <laughs> Alfred, the tiger's here. Master Wayne, what tigers? I ordered tigers. <laughs> I ordered seven. <laughs> There's seven tigers. They're coming here. I'm gonna be Tiger Man. Mm. <laughs> At that point, Alfred's just throwing bats through the window. No, you will be Batman. All right, I'm gonna get the shit on down with. Alfred threw him down there to hide him from the tigers this week. <laughs> like the pivotal. Can you can imagine the pivotal moment when Bruce Wayne is sitting in the chair, like the, the moment where the bat comes crashing through the window. It's just Alfred going, I've had enough of these tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Our canon of this show is so much worse than the original. <laughs> oh, dude. I'd love to just write a, a version of Batman where it was Alfred trying to get Bruce out of the house. <laughs> just like, oh, crap. He, he went on about bats when he was younger and, and he's dead set on this superhero thing. Maybe if I throw a bat through the window, I'll take that as a sign. <laughs> yes, I shall become a bat to honour the dead member of my father. Hurry up! <laughs> I like the team of throwing the bat through the window. First one doesn't work, the bat just kind of flops up against the window. <laughs> Squeaks down the window. So what was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> just down the window. 
Bruce Wayne's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Damn, I need to break the window first. <laughs> Next one's got a small rock tied to it. <laughs> Bruce opens the patio doors to lead up to the balcony and it's just, why are there fucking so many dead bats here? <laughs> Alfred's just like, don't pay attention to those Master Bruce. Also, I'm your father. <laughs> uh, I think we take a quick break. Yeah, we think we need to. <laughs> I think we went a little bit off the deep end. Yeah, we have. We'll return with more shit from the deep end. <laughs> And we're back from the deep end. Uh, turns out just a lot of like weird bandages and piss in there. Yeah, and that that one uh, flotation thing to try and teach you how to save someone from save someone from drowning that's just been left in there. Yeah, real enough. It sank too. That's not yeah. a good sign. They all sink. Is that a bad noodle or a bad water? Yeah, it's the opposite of the message in it. So it's not they all float. It's just they all sink. <laughs> we all sink down here. Welcome to Jibberfish, where we all sink down We here. all sink down here. Um, it's just, it's a Pennywise the Clown, but instead of the floating balloon, the balloon just drooped. <laughs> He's got the sad clown <laughs> makeup on. <laughs> and the speech bubble is just, Alexa, play the sad Hulk music. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, play sad Despacito. <laughs> oh, dude, don't get me started in that fucking song. You know what that song's all about? I've got a, a few Spanish friends and they translated it for me. It is the dirtiest song. Oh yeah, it's about it's, getting laid, son. It's all about just... Fucking bitches slowly. <laughs> it's literally the song. Like one, the chorus is something along the lines of "I'm gonna take you home and I'm gonna fuck you slow." Like, That's the thing is, I actually enjoy the Spanish version, like the all Puerto Rican version, the one without uh, what's his name, Justin Bieber. It's weird that I can't remember his name. Like he is one of the biggest pop personalities yeah. on the planet. Don't fucking like him, but he's still like. If imagine if you didn't like Michael Jackson back in the day, yeah, you'd be like, how can I not remember Michael Jackson's name? Now we can never forget his name for different reasons. Yeah, no. <laughs> but wait until that comes out for Justin yeah. Bieber. It's going to be bad. Um, but yeah, like, the version without him is actually quite fun. Like, it's just fun to just throw on and just have it in the background um, without him butchering the fucking lyrics. But then, uh, yeah, like, if you go and read the translate lyrics, like, wow, this is yeah. on the radio everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> kids should not be allowed to listen to this. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I was. Like, we don't teach enough Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> we need Spanish needs to be a language over in Scotland. Yeah. Um... I wanted to actually briefly mention how much you know about uh, MKBHD Nothing. tech channel from YouTube. Go and watch that guy's uh, like kind of channel uh, like studio tour. It is absurd. Now he has always had like this ridiculously high level quality of production. Yeah, and I've seen him in interviews talking about how the fact he films on uh, like red weapons, which is like the cinema uh, lenses that they use for like the Avengers and stuff. All right, or they, or not lenses. They like cameras. Oh, so he makes YouTube use. videos using these. Yes. And he does it because he is future-proofing. Because those things saw him 8K. Ah, right. He can upload in 4K. There's a few channels that can do it. YouTube isn't, like, cross-platforming the 4K footage yet. Um, But he says he wants the footage there so he can go back. And, you know, in the next generation, like, 8K is becoming more of a thing. Yeah. I mean, Stadia, the Google Stadia thing, thinks they can make gaming in 8K at 60 frames a second. Hmm. I have my doubts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although that said, the PlayStation Five specs that've been bouncing around for a bit, yeah, they're boasting that it's going to have two terabyte SSDs with eight K capabilities, like eight K output capabilities. I'm thinking mm. that's going to be pricey if it's true. I read uh, there's a weird thing of like people are saying, yeah, we've seen the case. No, you've not. <laughs> Sorry, uh, there was a there was a good thing on it was Polygon who've been on kind of fire recently. I mean, we talked about their Bioware article last yeah. episode. Um, but they've kind of seem to have been digging around some places and finding up some interesting uh, bits and pieces. Um, but they have, they had an interview, they had a guy go out to a kind of closed interview about uh, specs 
um, for the thing, and they just had a small conference room. They had a, a prop machine set up, so it was it was all the capabilities of what a PS5 will be able to produce. Um, it's an air quotes PS5, by the way. Nothing's been announced yeah, as far as yeah. name. But come on, PlayStation aren't dumb like Microsoft. Yeah, they're, they're going to make another console. They're not going to rename it with like a weird naming structure that doesn't work when you think about it for more than five seconds. Seriously, why was the Xbox One X not remaining the Scorpio? That is the coolest fucking yeah, name. Scorpio's a pretty fucking cool <laughs> Xbox name. Scorpio. What are you playing, bro? I'm playing my Scorpio I'm playing tonight. my Scorpio, bro. Not my Xbox One X. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like I'm having like a stutter halfway through the sentence. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, the, the terabyte should have a lot faster loading, or the uh, SSD should make it a lot faster load, which has been a main criticism of PS4 and PSD games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's, the, the processing chip is fairly impressive, uh, and they're going with AMD again, which is good. Because uh, I don't think Intel works on consoles. <laughs> no, I've I think people have tried and it did not work. There's um, some horror stories. And the the, the graphics card they're they're saying is going to be in there is like, how did you get that? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. It's an alien <laughs> spaceship technology shit yeah. you got going on there, and the fact that you think you can mass produce this, and someone's like, oh, it'll be out in 2019. No, it won't. Will it now? <laughs> E3's going to be fucking huge this year if that is the case. Yeah, then. 2020. Like they've said, somebody somebody pundit was like, it'll be out in 2019. And the like Sony have said in this thing like it won't be here and it'll be here twenty twenty yeah not sure when but twenty twenty so yeah. I'm, from that I'm guessing late twenty twenty so you can have E three there you can just bombard everyone and say ladies and gentlemen welcome to the next generation of PlayStation here's everything we're unleashing and they just unleash out because yeah. the dev kits out at certain studios yeah. like that's a good move um so I'm guessing my initial prediction when I read that was they are fourteen to eighteen months out. I think 18 months is probably about right if you want to have that E3 hype festival, get out some journal uh, journalists' yeah. copies of uh, PS5 so they can play PS5 games. That timeline makes a yeah. lot more sense. It is good that they're having backwards compatibility because that was the biggest issue for me with the PS4. I had a lot of yeah. PlayStation 3 games that I wanted to keep playing, but at the same time, I had the PS4 there, so the natural thing is you replace mm-hmm. them. And the fact that you couldn't play PS3 games on PS4 unless you downloaded them Oh. No, but I don't think you, I don't even think you could download PlayStation Three games. If you wanted to play PlayStation Three games, you had to keep your PlayStation Three about, which pissed me off. Especially but, since if you had a PlayStation Three at that point, it was probably almost dead. Yeah, if you had a, I, had, I got a PlayStation Three late, which was good for me price wise because everything was so fucking cheap. Yeah, I think I picked up a a lot of really good games for pennies. Again, using the the shop CEX. Going in there and picking up four PlayStation games for under twenty quid was fucking great. Yeah, but so, uh, make your bargains. But yeah, yeah. Uh, talking the, about uh, tech sh- tech channels, I did actually watch uh, Linus Tech Tips videos. Uh, I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. He did a video about making an arcade cabinet. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen them. When he gets he gets the old CRT television, he gets a multi board in there so they can load up different versions of games like multi emulators and stuff. You can play all this mm. old things, and he puts light guns on the side. Yeah, I just what I was watching this video thinking. I want to make an arcade cabinet. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to because it's going to be fucking expensive and this guy's got money to do it. But yeah, I fucking want to make one. Yeah, I had to stop watching because like, if I finish watching this video, I'm going to start looking up prices. I'm going to go on eBay and I'm going to try and buy one. Linus is a weird way of accidentally selling you tech. Not the tech he's talking about, just tech in general. Yeah, yeah. If you watch though, they did a series, they do a lot of like 
cheaper things because they review all at the top end products and we'll talk about that in a minute because i forgot mm. about the uh the galaxy folding phone nonsense that's been oh yeah on. the fault yeah. we'll, we'll talk, talk about that later yeah. but the um if linus the videos or anything go by you will end up just buying random crap to see if you make it work yep. they had one in they had one video where they were like oh, let's just make the cheapest possible pc we can buy on amazon the guy doing it bought the bait like literally just i need motherboard cheapest like uh ram cheapest not the graphics card processor cheapest none of it worked none of it fit together like the components <laughs> were incompatible and you're like how is this guy not fired like, <laughs> like he has other writers like he has mm. a staff he has a group like this video only works because half of it is linus going you know that that doesn't work with that and he goes what do you mean he goes that chip is 10 years older than that motherboard how is it going to fit together well, surely the motherboard... No, it doesn't. <laughs> You've surely got a motherboard it, no. for a server <laughs> from 1980. <laughs> it does not fit with a CPU from the 90s. This, this particular CPU was featured in the movie Die Hard. <laughs> it does not work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... It was one of those... I'm like, how the fuck are you not fired? But um, the NKBHD thing... Just look at the amount of shit that guy puts into videos. Like, he has a, a camera on a crane... This, just watch his studio and you're like what the fuck are you people doing it's amazing and it, it gives nice. you the weirdest tech boner of all time and the one thing that I really took away from it is uh, the tripods he has oh, right. he has like normally with a tripod you have to like lift up the whole thing loosen the legs pull down the legs retighten the legs this you can operate each one individually and it's literally just you lift the lever you pull the thing up to where you want and the rest of them just adjust with it it's nonsense. I watched it with thing. I'm like, that's sorcery. Like, yeah, fuck that. all the other things. That is sorcery. <laughs> that is wizardry. But yeah, he's uh, he's been future proofing for like with 8K footage, um, just in case he needs to go back and make like compilation videos in like 15 years or whatever. Mm. Um, How expensive is that going to be? It's stupid. Like, I cannot imagine the amount of money it's cost him to set up a studio with this. I don't know who's funding it. I don't know who's involved. I know he does a lot of collaborative work with other people and he has a huge following and it's just make, makes good videos. Yeah. Like I can goes, imagine if they're shooting in 8K, there's got to be some yeah, production value. He, in he's it. worth filming in 8K. That's yeah. what you got to look at. Um, and he's very brand free. Like, he has his own kind of style. It's all very, like, friendly. It's it's not like he's running, like, Smash Jet. Although he did, uh, he's actually started a YouTube original series okay. um, where he's going back and reviewing old tech. First thing, Game Boy. The oh, original right. thing. He's I never owned one of these. What is an original grey? Yep. Oh, right. The grey plastic block. And uh he was talking about the like the history of it all. He interviewed some people. It's a really weird clip though, because he has like a like a three set like almost half a second clip almost of Matt Bellamy talking. Matt Bellamy from Muse. Oh fuck, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay. I'm like, well, well you got he's Ma- talking about the Game Boy? Yeah, like you got Matt Bellamy, like that must like he must be in this thing like for a serious interview. That's it. You see, like, one other clip of him, like, how did you interview Matt, Be- how did you get Matt Bellamy? <laughs> interview him about the Game Boy, and then not use any of the footage. Hmm. Like, I'm hoping he pops up later, because I'd love to see Matt Bellamy's views on tech, because that's just an interesting thing. Yeah, that'd be an interesting view. If that's his thing, like, and we just don't know it, I'd love to know it. Um, but he is, like, yeah, at one point they talk about the fact there was a, someone took a, a Game Boy to Desert Storm. In the 90s, the operation oh, yeah. in Iraq, and it got hit by a mortar strike or something, and it was covered in, like, it was melted, but it still played. Yeah, that's in Edinburgh. Uh, it's, yeah. it's up it's up in Scotland, yeah. Hmm. So, there's, or maybe in the UK, I might be totally just bullshitting yeah. this, but somewhere in the UK, there's a fully working Game Boy that has been at war and back. Yeah. It's still plugged in, it still works fine. Yeah, still playing Tetris. And yeah. they, um, so naturally, the answer to that is, 
let's get Casey Neistat involved and let's get a flamethrower and let's melt this thing. So they melt a Game Boy and it still works. Like you, it's not just like, oh, there was this one really lucky Game Boy. Yeah, it like, still works. These things just do that. Yeah. How, how, who decides to just say, yeah. let's just get a flamethrower. Yeah, contrast <laughs> to nowadays when you get people who, if they leave their phone running too hot for 10 minutes, yeah. the phone just completely bricks. Yeah. I mean, before I talk about current tech failures, I think now it's time to talk about the Galaxy yeah. folding phone where uh, Samsung set out their new interesting uh, double-sized phone yep. like huh and that's kind of it's a new concept i can see i can see the application mm-hmm. personally i would just want the phone to just kind of sit up and i can use the bottom screen for typing and then i can look yeah, at the like top a mini laptop that's because i'm boring like i'm sure there's other applications you can do and especially with, like touchscreen phones if this is just a giant touchscreen phone mm. the reviews of it were pretty good and then everyone posted their reviews of their first 24 hours with the phone and then everything started to break. <laughs> oh, almost instantly. I heard people, I heard stories that people bought it, took it home within, and uh, took it home and within a couple of hours, there was errors. Yeah. Like they took the protective, the, you know, when you buy a new phone or any new piece of tech yeah. over the screen, there's just a little piece of like, cellophane, yeah. cellophane that you can just take off. The screen, uh, it's a basic screen protector. Yeah. Apparently on the, the Samsung notes, you weren't meant to take it off. But nobody told anyone. No one told the, anyone. On the Shit. demo versions, apparently there was text on the uh, like the public versions that would go out. The only thing is, uh, listen, MKBHD has good footage of like he did his review. He got one. He started playing with it, and he confessed that look, I didn't know this was supposed to happen, but I pulled up the thing, and it started to go black. Like I could see the screen going black, and it started off with like a, a thumbprint sized area. Then it became like, a, like just ha- spread a quarter of it, and then it became half this thing, and by like. Six hours later, the whole thing was just black and unresponsive and I couldn't actually do anything with it. Um, and then you have people saying, I just pulled mine off and it went black as I pulled it off. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's strange. And then I tried to use the phone and it was broken. <laughs> oh, and uh, it's now gotten to the point where Samsung just said, we're done. We're, we're taking it back. We're going to uh, work on stuff as behind the scenes. Fucking should. Um, Did they learn nothing from the Note 7? It was the 8 that exploded. It was the 8 that exploded, right? <laughs> the Samsung Note 8 was exploding on planes, and they're like, I think we need to take the phone back. <laughs> yes, no shit. As someone's on, as someone's hand is on fire as they're using the Note 8, hmm, there's something wrong with this particular product. Did you ever look into, like, the reason why? No, it was something with the batteries. Yeah, the batteries. There was, like, pins in the battery, like, the protective layer of the battery, and uh, they tried to, like, curve it around a certain way, and it would just, like, it was just connecting. Like, the inner layers of the battery were touching each other, it was sparking. <laughs> and that's why they're all combusting. You're like, holy shit. Jesus, how can it go that wrong? I mean, when when they go wrong, it goes wrong. Yeah, and Samsung have done the right move, definitely. Saying, the phone is now off the market. It will not be sold. We will just kind of deal with this in-house and we'll release it when it's ready. And you're yeah. like, thank you for doing that before a bunch of like rich millennials ruin their fucking phones and we have to hear about it nonstop. It's like a two grand phone. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Two grand for two, two screens. Uh, and you just peel a piece of plastic off the top. They actually no. do note as well, you shouldn't put anything on top of it either. Oh yeah, that like, Don't put another layer of plastic protective over it. Because I, I took my cellophane thing off and put like a protective screen yeah. over. Really glad I did it because uh, on my new phone it actually broke within 24 hours. I, I literally didn't do anything rough with the phone. I think I just put it on the bed stand or the nightstand at the end of the night and just went to bed. Woke up next to me, was a crack across the screen. Really worried because I may have been drunk at the time. I was like, mm. oh my God, what did I do with my phone? And I went, Wait, I didn't do anything. Like it was in my pocket the whole night. I didn't do anything with it. I just put it down, like, on the on the bed at the end of the night, and it's just cracked from nothing. So, no. I mean, the fact you can't even have that layer of protection with the Samsung you know, two grand phone. Yeah, I'd I'd be wanting to. I mean, I 
like touch wood, I've never really had that, that kind of problem. Yeah, I've I've never really used a a cover on my phone. Ooh. I probably should. I've now just jinxed myself. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've never really done that. I've never really went. I know the first thing most people do when they get new phones: I need to get a case. I need to get a screen protector. Yeah. I've never done that for any of my phones. I broke my case as well. <laughs> <laughs> this was recent though. I just like there's a little stand on it, hmm. and I was watching something, and I went to like grab the phone and turn it off, and then like it just fell, and then, luckily the stand just snapped off. Um, I'm like, I can't fix that. Like the actual stand, it was a little bit of yeah, plastic in there that stick out, and that just completely shattered off, and I can't find it. So I'm like, ah, gotta order a new one. So that's coming by Amazon tomorrow. Nice. Hopefully. So is it the actual crack on the screen or is it the crack in the screen protector? For? On your phone? Oh, for uh, on my phone? No, it was just the screen protector. Oh, that's not so bad then. That's, that's lucky. Like, I, I yeah. hadn't, like, they come in a pack of two. And I went, hmm, hmm. interesting choice there. Kevin tells me the first one is going to break. Yeah, that's unnecessary levels of prediction. It's just, yeah, you're yeah. going to break this one, so we're going to give you another one just for free. <laughs> this this will backfire, but, you know, here's a, yeah. here's a spare. Better safe than sorry, I suppose. Yeah, but I, I just enjoyed watching all the, the, the footage of these journalists being like, I don't know what happened here. Uh, I think my thing's broke. And then other guys going, mine broke too. I just don't want to tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one picture that I seen pop up everywhere was the people that were holding it and the right side's working perfectly and the left side is glitching off and on. Yeah, that one was weird. It, it was a strange, weird thing to happen to like people who professionally interested or at least decent at tech. Yeah. And then they all say, yeah, it's kind of screwed up. It's like, that's kind of telling. Speaking of screwed up tech, here comes a new challenger. Yep, here comes a new challenger. Play the music. Here comes a new challenger. And the music is played. Uh, this week, it's kind of been a it's been a good week for the old fighting games. And uh, again, we haven't recorded in a while, but uh, in between the the last time we recorded and now, uh, Joker has dropped for Persona Five. Yeah. And before we start talking about Joker, I want to talk about Persona Five. Uh, apparently, Kotaku UK did try to do a bit of virtue signaling. Right. Uh, I can't remember. the. I, th- I think the journalist's name is Katie Banks. She wrote an article or someone sent her a message saying, could you investigate this? Joker's theme from Persona 5 apparently includes a, a disability slur. Apparently they say retarded in the song. Oh, yeah, I heard of this one. So they flagged it up. They put an article out about it. And, of course, there was the usual, this wasn't the article that I put up. It was it was uh, butchered and doctored by uh, editors and stuff just to make it seem a bit more, you know, clickbaity. Yeah. Apparently, and it's saying, oh, this is totally unacceptable. A AAA gaming company like Nintendo and uh, Sega putting out this type of <laughs> this type of slur <laughs> in, a, in a, a game theme is totally unacceptable. You know, what was the usual? I didn't read the full article because it just, within minutes, says, it includes the word retarded. And I went, hmm. Something seems off about this. It's a Japanese yeah. singer singing English. You sure you're hearing it right? Yeah. And within minutes, the comments are just saying, you're a racist. It's Japanese. You're a racist. <laughs> Why would... How dumb do you think Segar include the word retarded in the game? And it's just this is vitriol. It, it, who's Persona 5 put out by? Is it Sega? Sega. It was originally Atlas, who were their own company. Yeah, but then that was a, they couldn't really support yeah. themselves. And Sega just went, we'll let you do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> we just want to buy you. Yeah. And Atlas, because they've got the established audience and the, the known ability to translate games yeah. from Japanese to English. Yeah. For example, for decades, like that's oh, yeah. how America got Japanese games. Yeah. That, originally, I think the first, first sort of big budget RPG was Persona One yeah. and the PlayStation One, and that was another. Let's translate this big, huge Japanese game in English, and, that, and then people really, really dug that. For some reason, I assumed it was Square Enix, but yeah. Sega. Y- you'd assume. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I just assume. RPGs, you think I'm Square racist, Enix, that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah, and you're like Kotaku. Yeah. And immediately they started posting all these rebuttals, and then 
said, no, we, we didn't know it. I was just going off a message then. Everyone's like, no, it, it does say the word retarded. And I'm like, no, it, it fucking doesn't. It's a translation. That <laughs> it got to the point where Atlas themselves and the Persona 5 Twitter, when they were getting bombarded with messages saying, what do you say that, or what do you say to the fact that people are accusing your uh, theme songs of having uh, racial slurs in it? Their reply to this was, it definitely does not say the word retarded. <laughs> that is all the air they were given this cunt situation. But yeah, I, th- I thought I, I thought you might have seen that, but it's definitely interesting it, to it see. It popped that. up and I was like, a game? I, I, I saw it after everything being clarified. Yeah, I yeah. wish I'd kind of seen it when it came out so I could kind of look into it myself. But I just saw a debunked article about yeah. uh, uh, mental handicap because sl- it was on Twitter. And Twitter is very, very polite. And everything, by the way, is sensitive material on Twitter. Like if you're now yeah. it's Game of Thrones season, first of all, Half of half of Twitter is now Game of Thrones. Like yeah. anything trending is Game of Thrones related. And as of Friday, the other half is going to be Avengers. Yeah. I guarantee it. Oh, okay. Maybe even before that, because people I'm are going to midnight screenings now. now. Yeah. Hmm? I'm impressed it's not happening now with the yeah. thirty countries already having screens. Yeah. I stuff. think because I, I during the break I checked my Instagram and Twitter and Facebook just to kind of keep up up to date, see if there's any other extra stories that I can add in. But uh, most of the messages that I'm seeing are people that are paying for the six hour double bill of Infinity War and Endgame, which. I mean, your bladder is stronger than mine, but I, I could not do it. But yeah, I was just wondering if maybe the Kotaku UK, which has now been totally discredited, people yeah. are not trusting these guys across the board. It, it got kind of smashed a little bit yeah, there. because it definitely that got was, smashed. That was bad journalism to not go and, you know... It's weird that they, they always put in the thing of, we contacted them and they didn't respond to us. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, because you're a like, low-tier journalist, a massive like organisation that not a lot of people can care that much about. Yeah. Well, you know, unless you're, unless you're mainstream news... I doubt that anyone's going to rush to get an, apolo- like an, a, a, an apology or a statement mm. out to you that isn't just the boilerplate, here you go, just fucking deal with it, kids. Um, Unless it's just a blanket statement. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to go into any depth about I, it. I just saw the, like, the, the now debunked article yeah. about a mental a mental handicap slur uh, in a Japanese game. I'm like, those guys misread a translation, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Scrolling on, <laughs> goodbye. I know Kotaku are being called racist, but what's definitely not racist is how Joker plays. I, that doesn't even make sense, but fuck it, I'm sticking with it. Uh, how Joker plays in Persona is he's kind of weird. He's a hybrid distance character because he has his gun. Yeah. He straight up has a gun. His neutral B move is he just shoots you. <laughs> okay. He just shoot, he straight up fucking shoots you. The funny, the funniest fucking thing about this is uh, you know how, you know Kirby? Yes. If Kirby eats, if Kirby swallows a character, he copies their abilities. Yeah. With Cloud, he gets the, his B move, he shoots a sword beam using the giant buster sword. If he, if he copies Link's ability, he gets the bone arrow. Uh, Ryu, he gets the Hadouken. Ken, he gets the Hadouken. Yeah. So on and so forth. If he swallows uh, Joker, he gets a fucking gun. <laughs> so Kirby's sitting there with his little cancer nubs shooting a pistol. <laughs> I'm just thinking Nintendo were too afraid to give Solid Snake a gun. But yeah. Kirby has one, and now so does an anime protagonist. Does... Does Kirby absorb the mask as well? Yeah, he gets the mask. And oh, the red, I was ma- going to say, see if he did. He gets the mask, the, the red, Beatles hair, red, yeah. the Beatles do, and yeah. the red eyes and the and the pistol. I was thinking because if it was just <laughs> Kirby with a gap, <laughs> the what me- now? What the now? Memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. But uh, get in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, get in. I got null space in here. You ain't ever gonna find your way out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> back to Joker, uh, he plays. He plays very uniquely. He's got this. He's got his good zoning with his gun, and he's got this ability that just it hits them for about four percent damage initially. So it's not really too okay. strong, but it deals constant damage ticking over. So it's kind of it's like a poison type thing. You hit yeah. them with it, and damage keeps ticking over. 
But his main gimmick is the more damage he takes, or the more of this rebellion gauge that he fills, he can. If it, well, the more of it he fills, the, I'll start that bit again. If it, once it's full, mm-hmm. he can summon his persona, and the more damage you take, the quicker it fills. And uh, if, as soon as you hit down B, you go into a guard stance. If you take damage in that, that fills up the rebellion gauge. Okay. Once you do that, you can summon your persona. And once you do summon your persona, everything gets buffed. Like the little uh, projectile thing that hits and deals poison damage, mm-hmm. that that can go quicker and it hits for a larger space so you can catch more enemies in it. Your gun gets powered up. Uh, and instead of using your grappling hook as your recovery, you can just do this. You use your persona's wings to kind of jump back up on stage. All right. So, That's pretty good. But uh, yeah, um, his gun can also be augmented. So if you shoot B normally, you can just shoot you know, along. But yeah. if you shoot B, if you keep tapping B and then jump, you do this kind of bullet rain move where you like jump above them and spray bullets down. Okay. That move has pissed me off so fucking much because I've been playing online a bit and so many people have been using it to knock me off the edge of the stage, shoot, then jump over me and the bullets just hit me down. <laughs> and the bullets have got some amount of fucking stopping power on them. It is ridiculous. And yeah. they deal 6% damage per bullet. And if you just keep holding B, you can just keep shooting bullet after bullet out. So there's a lot of fucking stopping power on there. But he is a new character. There will be patches and stuff to come yeah. immediately. But they'll tweak him down a bit. Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. tweak him down. The one thing that does annoy me about him, though, is his final smash. His final smash, I predicted it way back when when I, when I found that Joker was going to be in the in the game. I kind of th- I was hoping that they would use his Persona's final form. Uh-huh. In the story of Persona 5, uh, uh, I can't really remember the specifics, but he basically summons the full form of his Persona. Everyone else's Persona's evolved throughout the game, yeah. but yours doesn't. But you basically find out that the true protagon- the true antagonists of the game have basically been kind of sapping your power. So they're using you as a kind of, we're going to, like, we are pretending to be other people, so you'll give us power. But as long as we're here, you can't use your full power. And eventually when he can tap into his full power, he releases a, a persona called Sataniel, which is this massive, huge sort of demigod looking thing with massive sort of demon wings. Yeah. I was kind of thinking if they did something like that for his final smash, that'd be pretty cool. But what I knew they were going to do is they were going to do the all-out attack. Yeah, I think in Persona 5 and every other Persona game that you can think of, if you stun an enemy, there'll be a little icon that comes up that says, let's get him now. And then all your characters just basically just jump on him and start beating the shit out of him. All right. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's kind of boring. I was kind of, I knew that was what was going to happen. I kind of would have preferred something a bit more flashy, something a bit more Persona-esque. But no, you're just in the all-out attack where yeah. the characters don't even properly appear on screen. They just become little speed blurs. Right. And like start cutting them out, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of shit. I guess it's maybe easier to do than have like a, lot a giant demon appear in the background. Yeah, then just do some kind of Zamasu bullshit and start summoning lightning. But yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely easier to do. I mean, it works for the character. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but still, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I was wondering. I've seen things uh, pop up from <laughs> all I've seen so far has been memes, but stage creator. That's apparently come out to Smash. Yep. <laughs> Any experience on uh, fan-created platforms? A lot of dicks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dicks. So many dicks. Because uh, I went on there just to see maybe maybe someone's created old levels, maybe someone's brought in new cr- uh, new levels from other games. Let's see what they've done. Challenging levels. No, just all dicks. It's all dicks and weeb wifers. All, all dicks and uh, someone made... I mean, don't get me wrong. The people that are making stuff stages that aren't dicks... Yeah are really, really well done because people have made other like full characters in stages yeah. and just had them as a hazard walking across the screen. So if you get hit by that, it could be could damage you. But then again, there are the same people that have made these really cool ornate statues and they've just had dick. <laughs> <laughs> like dicks coming speeding across the screen and hitting your offices. Like, 
clearly this is not what Masahiro Sakurai <laughs> made the stage developer for, but if that's what you're using it for, go ahead. But I can imagine there's going to be some kind of filter put on it now. It's just if they see anything phallic or they see like the little spooge lines, like, nope, off. First thing I saw was uh, from Konosuba, actually, was uh, the character Aqua, who's a demigod or the goddess of water. And <laughs> at one point, she's uh, bent over shaking her ass, and somebody made the stage move to look like oh, her yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the problem with infinite possibilities, you can do anything. <laughs> that includes. And if nobody's stopping you, yeah. why not do anything? Why not do anything? Yeah, but I think there's going to be a filter placed on that pretty fucking soon. But uh, of course, with every new dlc character that comes out for any video game speculation begins to arise as to who the next character is going to be uh i'm still hoping that the leak that came out a while ago surrounding smash ultimate is 100 percent fake because i do not want to live in a timeline where minecraft steve is in smash bros ultimate but isaac from golden sun isn't oh yeah I minecraft steve minecraft can steve. fuck off <laughs> <laughs> no, why? He does not need to be in this take game. That Minecraft, take that Xbox money. Yeah, but <laughs> that crossplay, that compatibility. I'd sooner see, I'd sooner see Cuphead, and a, Cuphead and a Nintendo. Fight. No, he, he that game did come out on Switch. So. Yeah. I mean, there is a chance that he might get put in the game. Finger in guns com- for the range. Yeah, finger yeah. guns for the range. He has a, he has this weird like Hadouken thing that he spent. Like he, he fires at this massive sort of energy beam. Yeah. Finishing move, just scold them with boiling tea. Yeah, the finishing move. The devil comes in and just takes his all to hell. <laughs> fucking great it, seems it to be itself. like it works I think yeah. we should make it it writes, it writes itself but yeah if Minecraft Steve gets in there I'm going to take a flight to Japan find Sora Limited that's a massive Sakurai's company I'm just going to yeah. burn it down <laughs> <laughs> you do not deserve this power <laughs> <laughs> we gave you everything you took it from us <laughs> you're my brother Sakurai no I'm not quoting the prequels fuck you <laughs> it's just ah no you were the chosen one. <laughs> you have done this to yourself. <laughs> you were the chosen one. You were really good at it for a while. <laughs> yeah, you, dude. Smash Ultimate was a great game. And then you put Steve in. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Steve. Ah, fuck him. When Waluigi is right there. <laughs> dude, I'm not going to lie. If... I was given the choice. Minecraft Steve or Waluigi. I'd take fucking Waluigi every day of the week. Fuck, why Minecraft Steve? You're getting, Min- we're getting there, people. I'm finally winning him over. It's, st- it's still never going to happen. <laughs> still never going to fucking happen. But just, just you wait and see. <laughs> just you wait and see. Uh, God, you, you happy with that one? Yeah. yeah okay. for, for that's, that's fair enough. As long as, you, as long as you can live with you. <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> okay. We know this. This is true. <laughs> But it doesn't matter how I get there. It's already happening. I might as well burn as many bridges as I can yeah. on the way. Yeah, I mean, you're going to burn. You may as well get a tan when you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I can be your tagline. <laughs> you're going to burn in hell anyway. You may as well get a tan while you're at it. Uh, speaking of going to hell, don't know how this works, but... The from, Notre Dame fire. <laughs> oh, it's getting hotter than a French church in here. <laughs> yeah, that was my opening bit at my brother's... He was he had his engagement party. Congratulations, Michael and Lucy, if you're listening for some reason. Yeah, uh, yeah, they had their engagement party. My opening bit was, it's hotter than a French cathedral in here. In my defence, it was warm. <laughs> it's not yeah. my fault. You people don't enjoy humour. Yeah, you're the snobs. <laughs> I think you're the problem. Yeah. I'm out here, I'm breaking ground. <laughs> I'm out here trying to change perspective. Exactly. I'm changing minds. <laughs> but, Into worse minds. <laughs> speaking of Hellfire, yeah, that's a link I'm going to use because Scorpion, Mortal Kombat, Hellfire, whatever. Uh, f- yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. yeah, it works. It, it doesn't work, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it, it just needs to you know, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> let's get over. Let's get this over with. <laughs> All right then. Right. <laughs> I haven't waited much for this. Uh, sorry. The uh, the DLC. This is a leaked uh, roster for the DLC characters for Mortal Kombat 11, which I've not really played much of. I fannied about in the crypt mode for a bit, which is just basically run around and pick up shit. It's, okay. it's basically just an, a dungeon explorer with no combat. Oh, in a Mortal Kombat game, that's a good yeah, mode no, this, this is just, we're not going to reward you with, because there's so much other shit to get in the game. We're not going to go, we're not going to say to you, fight eight eight different versions of Shao Kahn, then you can get a, a concept art. No, we're going to give you all the cool in-game shit by playing the game. But if you want to go to the crypt and find, you know, extra in-game shit as well as concept art, yeah, you can go and run about the crypt. Yeah. Picking up items and seeing, picking up the lore and stuff of the game. That's all I've really played. I've done one arcade mode run with Liu Kang. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning the game. It is a steep learning curve. But I'm going to fucking get there. Majorly disappointed with the special edition. Right. 80 quid for a steel book. Ooh. And the game. I, I, see, I don't know if I can really complain about it though because I've got the season pass with it. And everyone, season passes usually run about 30 quid. Like Steelbook, kind of like if somebody adds price to that, it's like five, ten quid. Yeah, a season pass though. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I can't. That's why I can't really complain about it. I now have two codes for Shao Kahn though. Okay. I got one sent to me from Amazon, and I got another one in the game box. Ah. So if any of you Jibberfish fans out there have bought the game and don't have a code for Shao Kahn, hit your brother up. But uh, the DLC list, or the current uh, leak. DLC list is uh, Shang Tsung, which is the sorcerer from the first Mortal Kombat game. Right. He's been confirmed. Okay. Uh, he's been played by the person that played him in the original Mortal Kombat movie, okay. which people are so fucking down for. It's not even <laughs> funny. Uh, I'm going to get the Mortal Kombat characters that are on the list out of the way because they don't really mean all Those that much to me. Non-Mortal Kombat characters? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, so you've got Nightwolf, who's like a sort of Native American that uses these weird green energy axes. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen him in something. Uh, you've also got Sindel, who is, uh, she's queen of a, a realm called Edenia. She's this kind of weird revenant thing with a kind of high-pitched scream Black Canary type power. All right, so like a, a banshee. Part, yeah. yeah, like a banshee, yeah. I couldn't think of the word, thank you. <laughs> uh, she's got like, these kind of banshee powers. And then there's another character, uh, another elder god with the name of Fujin. You know how Raiden, he's the god of thunder? Yeah. Fujin's the god of the wind. Okay. So he's another elder god that's brought in there. And there's another character called Shiva, who's like, you know Goro? Yeah. He's She's a female Goro. Yeah. So I think Goro would I tip. think I've seen her in a previous thing that came out. I think it was 10, maybe? She was in 10? Uh, I don't think she was in 10. I think she might have been in 9. Right. Like I said, I'm totally new to this whole thing. Because I remember her costume <laughs> being an issue at some point. Yeah, it was just, it's literally red cloth draped over a very tall, dark-skinned, muscly woman. With like six tits. No, she only has two tits. She oh. has the, the normal human amount of tits, but double them in arms. Okay. And, a, and mohawk with Frankly weird spiny eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> you Boo. didn't go far enough now the Realm Studios, you cowards. <laughs> but, uh, Make it again. <laughs> start over. Uh, but the the guest characters, because there's always guest characters in video games now, you've got uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hellboy, um... Raiden and Sub-Zero and Injustice 2, you've got Geralt or Rivia and Soul Galibur 6. The guest characters from Mortal Kombat 11 are hinted to be Joker, no, the Joker. Right. Because I think DC have just went, fuck it, yeah, hack him up, we don't care. We're not <laughs> going to give you a superhero to cut up, so yeah, cut up the Joker, we don't give a fuck. Uh, the Terminator. 
Okay, right. Because they like putting, you know, horror movie icons in there, which I'm fucking down for. Playing as Terminator yeah. would be badass. Spawn. Ooh. Which fits so fucking well. I, it's, I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. Yeah. But speak, before I reveal the last one, who I'm unbelievably hyped for, and Injustice 2, you know Neo was meant to be in there. But contracts fell through. I was like, dude, how cool would it have been to play as Neo in a fighting game? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just... Have him, like, don't do anything with him, though. Like, have him just be Neo. Don't, like, buff him up or, like, yeah, become just, a monster. Just have him be, like, Keanu Reeves. The final hinted DLC character from Mortal Kombat 11 is Ash motherfucking Williams from the Evil Dead series. For a half a second, I thought you were going to say Ash Ketchum from Ash Pokemon Ketchum series. and Pikachu. <laughs> Pika P motherfucker. <laughs> Pika! Just Scorpion just rips him in half. Pika! He doesn't rip him in half, he just twists his head off. <laughs> Tries to rip his spine out and he's just, yeah, there's not much of a spine there. Rip his spine out by the tail. <laughs> it's got the bits for your hand uh, to go into. Ash uh, is just sitting there horrified. Pikachu? <laughs> I'm only 10 even though I've been on TV for 15 years. <laughs> It's time to go back in the Pokeball. <laughs> he throws the Pokeball at Scorpion. Scorpion just spears him through the eye. <laughs> uh, see, I don't feel I'm bad. I'm disappointed this <laughs> See, I don't feel bad about talking, uh, talking shit about the, the Pokemon anime because I hated the Pokemon anime. Go back and try and watch it now. It's hilarious. I couldn't even stand it when I was young, when it was when it was meant for me. It's so bad. Every now and again, the Twitch plays has a Twitch plays or Twitch uh, watches Pokemon, mm. and it's just randomly episodes of Pokemon. And I've watched like five of them. And I'm like, what the it's fuck was the show? How did we? How were we allowed to watch this nonsense when we were kids? The, the parents were right. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I I remember vividly when I was younger. Uh, sitting down to watch it and my my dad was sitting there with us like me and my two older brothers obviously my oldest brother is quite a bit older than I am he just kind of went I don't get this it's just trash at one point we watched two episodes of it one morning and the following morning we got 10 minutes into one episode my dad just went and that's enough of that and I always just went no I want to watch it then after a while later I watched another couple episodes to myself and I just kind of thought even as a young a young child dad was right <laughs> I did not like that show, but then like, I don't think I, I like many of the sort of movies or the cartoon tie-in shows. Yeah, because I never liked Pokemon. I I hated I hated every aspect of fucking Beyblades. It was just I don't think I watched any of that. Yeah, I, I don't watch any. I didn't watch any of them. As as much as people did like the Jackie Chan adventures, I fucking hated that as well. You're There's, wrong. <laughs> it's coming back. Objectively, you're wrong. It's coming back with a movie. Oh, ooh. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I guess you probably don't have any opinion on Ash Williams being in the being a Mortal Kombat because I think it's pretty cool having Bruce Campbell reprise Ash in that way I think it's pretty fucking cool oh it'd be him voice yeah okay. if, if it is coming back I assume the Warner Brothers would go with the full hog okay I mean it works but I don't know how you like put the chainsaw in there oh chainsaw I mean they had Leatherface in Mortal Kombat 10 yeah so the, chains, the chainsaw's done Okay. They probably have them stances where you could you know, switch to the shotgun and then switch to the chainsaw. Yeah, like as as a wet like if it was out constantly, but that can't really work. Yeah. Like he just literally everything we just tear people to pieces. Yeah, I think if they do them right, they they give them three stances. They give them shotgun stance, gauntlet stance. Because mm-hmm. Evil Dead Three has the the gauntlet, then chainsaw. Yeah, I think that'd be the best way to do it. Give them different stances. Yeah, that would that would you need to find a way to balance the whole kind of like. Just a chainsaw goes through flesh. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. As anyone who's watched enough random videos on Reddit will tell you, 
chainsaw accidents are the worst accidents. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's horrific. Fifty fifty changes the man. Yeah, you see some shit. Yeah, you see some shit. Then you see some tits. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And occasionally you just go, oh, look at the cute dog. That's some nice eye bleach. Oh, the next next frame you're watching that same dog decompose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I needed the eye bleach. Yeah. I think, I think the, the longest time I ever spent on Reddit 50-50 was uh, 10 minutes because yeah. I, I didn't get the... You know, you know, more often than not, if it's not a true 50-50, it's m- most likely going to be the good shit. Yeah. I hit a pay, about four pages of just true 50-50s yeah. and got nothing but bad shit. <laughs> it was like uh, old women out, like out, out for a walk on the a pavement in somewhere in America and a bus just comes in, takes it out. Like, I did not need to see that. Yeah, there's something like, that gets rough. That is just someone dying. Yeah, like there was one... Uh, Someone drops a chainsaw on their head. I was like, oh, God damn it. I did not you see that. Then there's the many, many, many penis torture ones that you see. <laughs> like some guy just went, oh, I found some of these uh, these bolts, these three-inch bolts. I'm going to stick it on my dick. Like, yeah, dude, don't do that. There was, there was one If I it fits, you're going to feel bad. And if it doesn't, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> there was one, uh, it was just a random... Uh, there's one that I call like it's called Kids Are Fucking Stupid. And just because I find it really funny when a small child wanders around and falls over, it's funny as fuck. Oh, yeah. There's nothing about the fact as, as an uncle to a six year old child, yeah, it's funny. It's never not funny. Like, yeah. there's even when they hurt themselves, you're like, <laughs> but more often than not, ch- children at that age are made of rubber, the, yeah. They're the stuff that they put in bouncy balls. They're, yeah. they're going to get back up, and more often than not, they're going to laugh themselves. But there Unless was, it's concrete, then you, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was actually a good one of a kid at Disneyland falling and like. They fell in line of it and they couldn't start to get themselves back up. But they were running to go meet uh, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Okay. And then, like, they, like Lilo, uh, Stitch sees it and falls over as well to like, make the kid feel better. Like, oh, I fell over too. Aren't we, aren't we hilarious? And you're like, that's, that's a good guy, like, in that suit. You're like, nice one. <laughs> oh, it, you just reminded me of the horse story that I was told. It was a, it was a performer from a, sort of Disney World in Paris. Yeah. They told this story about a. It was just at the height of the to- the sort of Toy Story fandom, yeah. And kids were walking up to the performers and just going, "Andy's coming, Andy's coming." They had to fall. <laughs> I fell, broke his arm, and lost three teeth because someone came up to him and said, "Andy's home," and he fell, <laughs> <laughs> hit his elbow at the wrong place, and as he was falling, he hit himself in the jaw and lost three teeth. Oh, fuck's sake. Just gonna thought. Come out to the bit, but goddamn. Yeah, but yeah, always. It was immediately after with the showstopper. Is it? Uh, something about people like the worst uh, things that ever been removed from like rectums and vaginas and penises yep. and it was immediately like the, the fingernails week. were the worst <laughs> oh, yeah just oh. <laughs> up to your urethra and there was something about like immediately after that I think it was the I would say these things like you see trends in Reddit like people find one thing and then you find immediately like 10 things about that thing like when Notre Dame burnt down everyone found every fact about Notre Dame ever mm. um, and then brought it out for you so this was immediately after the the penis insertion thing, where they found a kid, uh, a story of a kid in China, who put seventy steel ball bearings up his urethra. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's that's been sitting on my desktop hard drive as a potential next showstopper for like months now. <laughs> oh, Just the that's not the showstopper, is it? No, 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 no. no. Oh fuck! It was something worse than that. As long as it's cooler, I can't deal I with just, more. I, I'm at the point now where it's like, it's been so long, I don't think you'll find any articles related to it, but it was just the, 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 the screenshot was just the uh, 
the, the x-ray footage of the balls going all the way up to the bladder. You're like, fucking kill. Jesus. <laughs> why, would a kid, why would a kid do that? Where were your parents? <laughs> <laughs> At what point did they find out? Did the kid come running through and you're like, what's that clinking noise? <laughs> no, how, 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 how worse would it be if you just, oh, uh, get ready to go out, kid, we're all going out. Hold on, mum, I just got to go to the toilet. Tink, 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 Also, like, that's a surgical procedure, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you can't, like, pass a kidney stone or whatever. Like, it sucks for guys. A ball bearing coming up, I mean, maybe you could, but I don't think, maybe an adult could do it with enough, like, force. Yeah. I don't think a kid can generate the, the force required to piss out no, <laughs> 70 I ball mean, bearings. Wasn't, isn't something like the human male can pass a kidney stone with a shit ton of pain? Oh, yeah. It's, but, yeah, it's ridiculous. And a ball, be- a ball bearing is quite, it's smoother, but it's probably a lot bigger than your average kidney stone would be. Yeah. Imagine passing, was it 72 of them? 70, yeah. 70 of them, The, the that, experience that. with the kidney stone is that it's jagged. So it, as it's going on, it's sticking in, it's like getting yeah. caught. So you've got to kind of force it out of the jags into the skin that it, or the, the, the flesh that it makes itself. Hmm. That's where apparently most of the pain comes from. Because uh, you, <laughs> you have an, an organ that's designed to be very sensitive for pleasurable reasons. And you're just jabbing the inside of it <laughs> as it goes along. <laughs> I mean, even at that, I imagine 70 ball bearings isn't going to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Chinese showstoppers, because oh. this one comes from China too. Okay. Almost a theme here. Um, we have a, it's a weird thing that popped up on Reddit last night, actually. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, the, it was a story about a shark that choked to death. Can you guess what it choked to death on? Take a guess. Given the nature of the last story, was it a small Chinese child? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not gonna. No, I was gonna. Be like, oh, Seriously, I'm not gonna. Dis- I'm not gonna discredit. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, close, but no, not really. Uh, it was a sea turtle. Uh, this was a footage of. Holy shit! Yes, that is a very fucked up turtle. They apparently, great white sharks just eat turtles sometimes. I mean, to be fair, it's floating there. It's packaged yeah, up. Try it. It's basically a meal. Get a little bit of crunch in your meal. Go for it. Yeah, why not? Um, but to put this into context, I mean, that looks like I've just shown Dom a picture of just the shark's face with the turtle in there. Um, the thing is that this was reported by Chinese fishermen in the area. One guy was saying, uh, like, he was done for the day. He was coming back to port. And he'd heard over the radio about a chatter about, like, a, a shark kind of swimming around. And it had been a bit droopy and a bit lazy. And then people noticed it had something in his mouth. Hmm. Well, it's just fucking around with this kill or whatever. He went out to the docks the next day and they dragged it up onto the dock because somebody grabbed it and was like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> we need photos of this. And uh, yeah, the, the photo of it is that this thing is fucking massive. This thing was about £4,000 of shock. That is almost as big as the boat it's sitting next to. Fucking hell. Jaws is happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the side on view. Fucking hell! It's a massive ass shark. We're gonna post these on. And people uh, wonder Twitter. why I will never go to Australia. <laughs> Fuckers like that and spiders that the size of a human baby. Fuck that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, apparently it was just it's an issue. Something the sharks have. They normally just go in, take a bite, and they they put they, they spit out to the side. They come around for another time. They they break it up mm. and then eat it when it's in pieces. Uh, All right. So this shark was clearly just a little soft in the head and thought. This I can shark eat. just went head on. All right. <laughs> I got this, bro. <laughs> I I got this turtle. <laughs> I got this almost impenetrable swimming fortress. 
in one hit. <laughs> and he tried to one hit the thing. It got stuck in his mouth. The turtle is obviously dead. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a living turtle. Uh, there's way too much blood everywhere. Um, and basically it just choked on itself because the way the gills were eating. Oh, they breathe through the gills. The gills is the exit point. The, the mouth has to be clear. They basically, they breathe through what's called ram, uh, ram, for, ram breathing. Mm. So they just swim forward. The, the water goes in the mouth. It passes through the gills. The gills take out the oxygen and then push out all the water. That was, that was you, you think about it, you're going, of course that's how it works. But not a lot of people figured that one out. Yeah. They figured that the, the, the gills were in and out. Um, and no, <laughs> as evidenced by that very fucked up shark. Yeah. So yeah, that was one I was like, I, it was so weird when I saw it, I was like, that's fake. And I just sat scrolling through all the pictures. None of them are good photos, but those are the best photos I've found of that in mm. hours. Like, I spent hours looking for good photos of it today, but apparently every photo that's been taken was taken on a potato. So that's as good as we <laughs> I get. used my toaster to take pictures of this. Of this awesome sea predator felled by the prey. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of poetic. Yeah. You think about it. But it's uh, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, four, something that the final estimated weight was about four thousand two hundred pounds. Jesus like, Christ! God damn, that's a big shark. But we're going to find out. They're going to do some tests on it. They're going to find out that that shark was juvenile. <laughs> that it's that what it came from. It's just the parent sharks are just going to be these huge, like ten thousand pound motherfuckers. That oh, okay. jaws are going to happen. Uh, it's um. It's weirdly, like, you look at that, you go, huh. Like, it's just something to think about when you see that, like, it, it doesn't take much to take down one of these things. Yeah. Like, it just, it takes an accident. It's weird, it's weird to think, like, sharks are the perfect killing machines, but also they have accidents. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. They're perfectly adapted to kill anything. They haven't evolved in over millions of years, but yeah. something this, this random can take them out. Yeah. Their own gluttony. Yeah, their own hunger. <laughs> Literally, try. It didn't even bite off more than it could chew. It tried to bite off more than it could chew, and it paid the price. So for that, that is our showstopper for the week. Um, we've been talking gibberish. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at gibberish, uh, or you can email the show at um, gibberishpodcast at gmail dot co uk. Yep, soon to be gmail dot org. Oh, yeah. Gov- government organization. Paperwork is filed. Just yep. waiting approval. <laughs> Apparently, they're busy. Yeah. <laughs> Someone I mean, else's. I heard a weird shredding noise, but that wasn't our application. No, that must have been someone else's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been Colin Graham. We only wrote it in crayon. I've been Tom <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been talking gibberfish. <laughs> <laughs>